Hi, I'm Darcy Hanna, author of the Beacon Bake Shop Mystery Series, author of the Very Cherry Mystery Series, author of the upcoming Food and Spirits Mystery Series, and author of several historical fiction. Did you ever wonder where I get my inspiration for the stories I write? I get it from my family, in particular from my conversations with my three amazing and creative sons. I'll be joined by my middle son, Dan, age 29, my youngest son, Matt, age 26. We have a great relationship, and we thought it would be fun to share our often wacky, often irreverent, yet always entertaining conversations with you. So buckle up, and welcome to the Motherboy Podcast. Hey, boys, it's good to see you on, on another Sunday. How y'all been? Um, I mean, it's been a big week. We can, yeah, big, we can all... I'm pretty tired. I'm trying to recover. I was on vacation. Second vacation of the month of July. I was Yay. thinking about taking three vacations in July, but I was, I'm was i just so tired. I, I mean, what's I it like? It. What's it like being able to take so many vacations? You know, I don't, like, I just wish I could take more, really. <laughs> it just makes you want to take more vacations. The more vacations you're on, you just don't want to come back. Right, you don't want to work. And then um, <clears throat> I just wrapped up my big, uh, my big book launch week. Yeah. Thank, thank you for asking. Yeah, how did that go? <laughs> Um, I want to big a big thanks to Matt for coming for like a few minutes to my um, my my uh, book launch at Two Dandelions. We had a good we had a good turnout. I mean, we had to sit outside. Um, it, it was lovely. I think I had over forty ladies there or forty people there. That was uh, it was wonderful. Forty ladies all above. The no, there were some men. Forty years. <clears throat> no, there were some younger ladies there. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing. <laughs> it was it was a funny day. It was a warm, hot day, and I always felt like one of my things was like, thank you for coming out on this, mm-hmm. you know, hot, lovely July day to talk about Halloween with me <laughs> because That's it's nice. like so ironic. Did, did, but did, did you guys get past the rain? We didn't have any rain. It was fabulous. I, no. I left went to the gym no. and it started raining. Matt, that's the magic of a book launch outside. Uh, at one point we felt a cool breeze um, and everybody like, we kind of clapped because it was just like this little, little not, gust of autumn. That. You did not do that. What did I do? I was like, yay, look at it. It's a little bird burst of autumn. But then anyhow, after, after that, we had a busy week and then uh, we wrapped it up with a book, uh, a really fun book uh, signing and pumpkin bake-off in Ohio at uh, Gathering Volumes. That was a lot of fun. So that was yesterday, but we're exhausted because we also traveled down to Indianapolis in between all this. Two trips to Ohio, uh, two days in Indianapolis and a, and a book signing on either end. So we're a little exhausted. Uh, yeah. And Matt, you saw movies. I saw Oppenheimer. And you Barbie. did. I but saw well, both well, oh, you did see well, both of them on the, in the same day. Oh wow! Yeah, but, um, um, and you watched Barbenheimer the for a little. Yeah, the Barbenheimer. Yeah, one weekend. was uh, one was definitely a lot better than the other one. We're, well, we're going to discuss that later. But you know, <laughs> today is another like awesome day. We have a special guest with us today, and I know you've all discussed. That no, my week was good, but I, I was also very tired because I was working. Okay, like so nine we're all exhausted, and I, I have a feeling uh, maybe our guest is a little exhausted too. But I don't know. So I'm going to read a bio that I wrote myself for this guest because I I asked this beautiful guest to give me a bio. Um, our new guest today on the podcast is a graduate of University of Illinois. She's an advertising executive in New York City. She's a global traveler, a budding Instagram influencer, and the future podcast manager of the Motherboy Podcast. Um, let's all give a big welcome to my beautiful, talented, and utterly wonderful niece, Dana Hilligers, your cousin. Yay, we finally yeah. got her on the podcast. Come Dana. on. Good morning. Yeah. Good. Hello, so, Dana. Wait, I thought you were Hello. already I thought you were already our podcast manager. 
I thought I was too, but I also might have gotten fired. So I'll put in an <laughs> official application. Um, also, can we, as a podcast manager, can we add when I come on like a uh, a clap track? Oh, yeah. Like a, like a big Dana! applause. No, no, no. Like, no, no but like a, no, like no, a no, crowd. No, no, no. We, don't, we don't give praise for just appearing. <laughs> you actually have to do something. What? You actually have to do something. And also, I just want to I'm, say how unoriginal our family is at, at naming people. Like, literally, Dana is just Dan with an A at the end. Oh, stop. I know. Yeah. I was born one year after Dan, and my mom was like, what should we call her? Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. D- Dan, uh? Dan, uh? Oh, I love yeah, your name. Okay. It's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. But no, it's, no, it's so funny, because ever since our first podcast, Dana, was in, you were in Europe when this was going on and you, I think you came back and you were listening to it and you, you mm-hmm. had some really good thoughts about it. And so that kind of just kind of, and then I said, Hey, it would be fun if you could come on and tell about, cause you have a totally different perspective on life. You live in New York city. You're a girl. I'm surrounded by sons. Um, you're, you know, you also, yeah, yeah like you travel, uh, dating yeah. scene in New York. These are all some fun things. You're also a vegetarian. Um, I am. So, so and we're, these crazy. Are, I'm surrounded by meat eaters right now. I don't think they're eating any carbs at all. Right, boys? I try not to. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So we're just, um, but I love this perspective. Wait, Dana's talking to her. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Are you having an argument with Sorry, um, my friend came in and was going to put the TV on and I asked if we could uh, not do that. This is what it's right like an, an apartment in New York City, right? You're like apartment Yeah, there's living. three of us all in one little tiny space. Um, actually, I might move to my room, Anissa, if you're going to stay out here. Okay. But then just don't go back in the bedroom. Okay. Sorry. Let's cut all that out one second. No, we're not. I have a question for you, Dana, while you're amidst uh, traveling to your room. Uh, yeah, we can watch Dana travel have the you, hallway. Have you ever met a boy named Dana? Because that's also I'm a not, boy's name. But every time I introduce myself to a man, they go, Dana? Like Dana White? And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess so. Oh, my God. I, my second question is, how does that make you feel? Yeah. That Dana's also a boy's name. Uh, it's doesn't. I don't care. You don't care. I will say that most people who don't know the name Dana or like just see it, they will immediately be like Donna. And so every time what? I get fast food or takeout, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I will straight up go up to them and they'll be like, hi, I'm picking up for Dana, and they'll be like, oh yes, order for Donna, and then they hand me my food, and I'm like, that's. Okay, that's not my Wait, name, this is a new, this is like New York takeout. Do they just not listen? Because I also want to ask you, like, one of my questions was, like, living they in New York City, like, I know you guys order or you do do, do Uber Eats. Like, you go, you're you're a vegetarian. Like, what is your favorite, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, your favorite meal, your favorite go-to? I, you do, every time I'm talking to you, you're getting something out, which is super fun. Yeah. Well, our oven, it doesn't, it's terrible. Um, it's a New York City <laughs> oven. Um, what is that? Wait, wait, explain that. What does that mean? A New York City oven? Like, is this typical? Okay, so I just want to put on the record that, like, if I blow up in a gas fire, we all knew it was going to happen. Oh, um, <laughs> essentially, it's like a gas oven, and you have to, like, press in really hard, and you'll hear, like, the right, pilot, the t- like, t- clicking t- on. T- t- but yeah. I had my super come and check it out, because when I first moved in, I was like, this can't be normal. And I've, I lived in New York for four years before moving into this apartment. And so you like push it in and you turn it and it clicks while it's lighting, but you have to hold it down for like at least 30 seconds oh, while the gas is coming out and it's like clicking. That's not and good. then maybe it will light. And then maybe halfway through, it'll just turn off oh, and the God. gas just keeps coming out. Oh, that's dangerous. Um, Do you guys use a lighter? 
No, just use like get, get those. No, really don't long, use it either. Get those really long <laughs> matches. Get those really I, long that seems even more well, dangerous. Like, no, that's a very dangerous oven to have. Like it's not it's not running correctly because I I've always cooked on gas. I love gas. I turn it on. You know, flames the right way. Also you get a propane. good control. I love gas. Um, right. And so he told our super that, and he went, "Yeah, it works. You just got to keep pressing it in." And I was like, "Okay." Well, maybe deduct okay. and then deduct some of that big high rent you pay until they fix it. I know. Well, they'll be like, actually, your rent is worth double what you're paying now, but because you have a shitty oven, we're like fine with you paying what you pay. Wait, did they say that? I was. No, but I was telling someone uh, we were talking about it because my this other guy who lives in a down a little further downtown in Hell's Kitchen, which is like uh, closer to Midtown, and they were living in a one bedroom for like two thousand dollars, and then oh. the next year they were like, "Hey, can you pay four thousand dollars for this apartment?" Oh, and he was like, "No." That hurts. That crushes my soul to hear this. This is Jeez. terrible. They just you know it's market rate, so they can do whatever You're they kind of want to do. Manhattan, right? I'm in Manhattan, but I live in West Harlem. So I live in between like Columbia and City College campus. Um, cool. But kind of close to Central Park. Which but is they nice. could, like, whatever they want to pay, someone will pay it. Um, so we're just kind of trying to stay in this apartment and so not get priced up. When they come to you, do they ever come to you and say, hey, we need to raise rent? And, or is, that, is that a thing? Yeah. What, yeah. What, Every do you year have a when your lease is up, they tell you, hi we want you to pay $300 more. And then I go, no, I don't want to do that. And then they go, yes, fine, then move out. And I'll be like, okay, what if we just pay $100 more? And they're like, fine. Serious? So is... you have to barter with them. You can negotiate, yeah, barter with them. But then they might just be like, no. Um, I tried so then you... I tried bartering on vacation with for a cup. I tried it. I was like, I, I was in a shop in this town called Fishtown. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was, I've, I've been trying, I've been, I've been doing a lot of uh, self and, you know, introspection or just like, I'm, I'm trying to reinvent myself. Well, yeah, I'm, with, I'm with a butterfly and in my cocoon. I'm, in, I'm a chrysalis. You're, you're, you're a chrysalis right now. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, wait, 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 two vacations. Yeah, yeah, two vacations. So I'm coming on my chrysalis and I'm like, I should negotiate more. And I'm in a, I'm in a <laughs> shop and, <laughs> and there's a bunch of, it's a really cool shop and it's a pottery. They do a bunch of pot, like handmade pottery. Yeah. Yeah, and this Santa Claus looking guy wanted thirty eight dollars for a coffee cup, and I was like, <laughs> "And it's handmade. It was really cool. It I was bet it was handmade. beautiful. Yeah. It was handmade." And I was like, "That's a lot for a cup." Like, yeah, no, it's probably it's probably cheap because I know um, Grandma Hannah used to take us to uh, pottery shops in Maine, and there are some in Door County. I think I wrote about one. In one of my novels, let me just plug this, the Very Cherry Mystery series. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dana's laughing. Um, no, but. It, you're paying for the artistry and you yeah, know the process, but you're right. It's so, handmade, so you and try. I get you can't negotiate art, okay? If yeah, it was mass produced, yes, you can absolutely. You but you shouldn't, though. You gotta, you want to pay for art. You know? So what happened when you tried to negotiate? So I negotiate art. Isn't, really that, isn't that what an auction is? Like an art auction is just people. No, there you can't the negotiate the price. You only negotiate it higher. On an auction. Yeah, auction. This isn't an auction. This is just a tiny little shop in like northern Michigan, and I. Yeah, it's handmade, and it had like it had like a Michigan like it was really cool because it has like the clay from the like the pottery clay, and then there's a glaze. There was like a white glaze, and uh, it made like a it looked there was like a Michigan design in the glaze. Beautiful. So it was really cool, and but I was like, I do not want to pay thirty eight dollars for this cup. So I was like, would you take thirty five? And just like instantly, it's like, nope. And I'm like, all right. 
Did and you buy it? No, I put it back. <gasps> I walked away. I want to see this mug now. It's really cool. I'm kind of sad. But I'm, I am really happy I walked away. I'm really happy. Okay, like, but with the amount of coffee you drink, don't you feel your coffee deserves a $38 Mom, we, mug? We can't fit. Like, <laughs> I love how you're justifying I am our, <laughs> the Santa uh, mug. I'm trying to be more frugal. I'm trying to not buy things I don't need. First off, I don't need another coffee mug. That's true. Second off, $38 for a coffee mug is ridiculous. And, and third mm-hmm. off, the guy should have made a sale. I'm just, in my opinion, he had an easy oh, sale. you are tough. I just said, you want to give me a little bit of a deal and I'll buy it. That's all I said. Yeah. That, and that, I mean, that was awesome that I is, mean, to negotiate a little bit because $35 is still a lot of money. It is for a mug. I get it. It's handmade. I wasn't saying I want to pay $15 or $20. No, I want to pay just a little off. bit less because it's a lot. Yeah. Like 25 Like 20 What? How much would you pay? For what a mug? For, mug? for a handmade mug. Yeah. What would you talk them down to? I was I was just trying to talk him down to thirty five. No, I'm asking you what you would talk him down to though. What I would talk him down yeah, to? Yeah, you gotta have a price. To talk How much down would to. I pay for this mug? Yeah, for the mug you picked up. It's thirty five, right? That was it. Yeah. But you can't go lower once you say right, your you number. Can't. I didn't yeah. like if you if you only want to pay twenty dollars, then you can you be like ten. But yeah. then it's a little insulting yeah, to the like, artisan yeah. in Michigan. But I think three dollars on a thirty eight dollar coffee cup is not that insulting. I well, I was going to say that's up. interesting because I feel like most people would just be like, cool, 10% neighborhood discount, fine. Yes. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And then, or like a cash discount or something, you know, some yeah. people would do it. Yeah. And it was like a small shop. A it wasn't a corporate dollars. thing. It, he could 100% negotiate the price. He definitely. But I guess my it. question is why is 35 okay and 38 is not okay? If that's already pretty expensive. I don't know. I was just, I, I just, I like the mug. I was like, I don't want to pay 38. If you can give me a little, if you can sweeten the deal yeah, for me, I think... I'll, I'll, I'll buy the mug. I'll, I'll support his art. I'll yeah. support his art if he gives me a little bit of a deal. And he had a wall full of mugs and he had a sale and he just didn't want it. Uh, so, did you, did you tell him that? No, no, no. I didn't tell him that. No. But like, so the thing that was good about this whole experience is that it, it was like, it like kind of upset me, but like it's one of those things where it's like exposure therapy, where he's like you need to do it over and over again and just get over it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, just being able to to, to take no for to, and walk away from a deal and whatever. I take no, and yeah. I think that's good. Even I, though like that mug, it's just a stupid coffee mug. But me getting able to me getting denied and walking away from a deal is good for me. I yeah, can, I know that. I get right? what you're saying there because like having like rejection, like you're like, hey, I'll buy your mug. Um, and it's interesting because like. Dana had a great point. Like a lot of times, uh, women, especially marketers, savvy marketers know this, that you offer a discount on something to get the women in the store or to get people in the store, even milk, like uh, milk used to be like, what do they call it? The loss leader, especially of like a market. And they would say, oh, milk is a dollar 99 today when it's normally $4 and every woman runs in there and then Mm -hmm. they buy stuff at the regular price. So um, if mugs, if he was I mean, he probably had a lot of other really nice pottery, and I know it can be very did, expensive. Yeah. It can be very expensive. And that's why I didn't offer, like, a crazy low price. No, so I think it was very nice to not go to $10, Matthew. We're not taking you into a pottery no, store. I, I, I guess I didn't <laughs> realize that it was 30. I thought you said it was 435 and that you asked for, like, 30 I was asking no, like, what the price was. was $38 was the asking. And you asked was for what 35 Yeah, and it's a cup, and I get it. It's cool, whatever. It's like $3. So but- there's this um, coffee shop in New York where if you just, like, walk in there and you're like, hey, this looks cool. I live in the neighborhood, and I- I'm just checking it out. They will automatically give you a 10% neighborhood discount just because you mentioned that you're there. But it's, like, on the DL. Um, oh. But that's kind of funny. That's why I was I was thinking about it. But, Dan, for your exposure therapy... I'm going to tie in the uh, 
global travel aspect, I feel like there's so many places in the world where like the norm is um, haggling, just like haggling. Yeah. Haggling, negotiating, and they'll give you a price that's like $35 for a mass produced mug expecting you to pay 15. I mean, because you're American, even a lot less than that. Um, Well, no, but what you're saying is because you do some um, like that brings us to another cool subject of yours. Like you and your sister uh, are my other beautiful niece, Jenna, um, you guys are so adventurous and you do travel to a lot of countries that most people, well, I would say like most people in my generation have never been to. Um, but you do, you do negotiate. You guys were in Ecuador and, uh, didn't you say like almost everything was negotiable? Um, we didn't do actually that much negotiating in Ecuador. Ecuador was cool. Cause they actually use the U S dollar. So you don't have like a, Oh, that a was change. Some, sometimes you can be like, hey, if I'm buying two, can I, you know, you can do it in New York too, where you do, pull the whole like, oh, this is interesting. No, I'm going to walk away. And then they're like, no, come back. $8. Um, I'd say though, Thailand and Morocco and things like that is very like negotiation oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the most in Morocco, but that was when I was a student. Like, I do kind of think if you have enough money to pay $5, you maybe should just pay $5, especially if you were like in the US, I would pay $15 for this. And it's just really a affordable deal. But then when I was a student, I would get a little mad with the uh, ability to negotiate and I'd be like $1 and they're like, no, $10. <laughs> and I'm like, one fifty, or I walk. I'm You're a broke student, students. I have limited space in my backpack because I'm backpacking. Is this even worth the space? And they'd be like, "Fine, three dollars." And I'd be like, "Yes." That's um, awesome. but so that's awesome. So you're like you're yeah. you've been negotiating since a young age. I think that's great. Well, I, yeah, I also work. I work in advertising, but we are in. I'm not actually a a little interesting thing in the bio. I'm not technically like a sales or an executive, um, but like I work in a sales organization. Um, so we're used to the, the negotiation aspect. Um, and, and the no, the no, we don't want your services. Do you get rejected? Um, yeah, well, you, you know, it's, it's not personal. It's just business. Um, but travel is more fun to talk about. Uh, so that <laughs> kind of sparks my like, uh, <laughs> that just kind of sparks my like, ooh. So you've been to a couple Nothing places. is real. You've been to yeah, a, I don't, a couple, probably on, like 15 countries. I don't 15 know. countries? Jeez. And some of those. I've never there, counted. You've been there before disasters and war, which is uh, pretty uh, interesting. Like Morocco, like, wasn't that, isn't that in Turkey? No. Uh, no, Morocco is its own country. Morocco is its own country. They're in Africa. Oh, they're in Africa. Never mind. Did you go to, uh, what am I thinking about? What's the, You're thinking uh, of uh, Constantinople. Wait, there, no, no, Turkey. Is it, in Turkey, yeah. there's... Uh, but it used to be Constantinople. Istanbul, probably. Is, 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 yeah. Sorry. Turkey, like the most Istanbul, did you go to Istanbul? No, but it's no. De- Turkey's definitely on my list. It's beautiful. Turkey. It seems so fun. Uh, didn't you go to Odessa in Ukraine? Uh, no, I, no, I've never been to Ukraine. Yeah. I've been to Bosnia, which is maybe what you're thinking of, Sarajevo, yeah. and some, a couple other uh, cities in Bosnia. Sarajevo is That's in like, Bosnia? It is. I thought it was in Russia. Nope. Okay, we wow. need a geography oh, class. Like Boy, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Dana, maybe um, you could teach Morocco. us geography I, because. I swear to God, I thought Morocco was in. Like, I'm going to put an There's different continents. So, Morocco is actually interesting. You can take a ferry from Spain to Morocco. Um, so, it's like a not super far if you're like in Spain or Portugal or France. Um, you just hop over there. Mm. It's the only place in Africa I've been to. So, yeah, well, 
you just it's across the, the Mediterranean, uh, just so the Nigeria. Smallest. Was it Nigeria or no? She's no, no. There's some country in Africa. I think it was like Nigeria. Uh, the the military just came in and took over the government. Oh, like I just recently. Have no idea just about recently, that. yes. Oh. I might have heard about this. Yeah, just recently. Um, oh, it's scary stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is know. really interesting. Yeah, do you ever are, are you are you ever worried about anything like that when you travel? Um. Like any about like instability, uh, what, like if if the country's like uh, unstable and like something would happen. No, when we were in Ecuador, they were kind of telling us not to go to Guayaquil, Guayaquil, um, because there was a lot of political instability there. But it wasn't part of our travel plan anyway. Um, but a lot of those places, they're like, the tourists will probably be fine. It's just more for people who are living there, unless you like enter a war zone, which I. Uh, haven't done um but most of the places where I, where I go it's like you know like there is like all the political unrest happening like in the all around the world and like even parts of the u.s like european tourists are scared to go to um like new york and city then, like, like chicago <laughs> yeah or like chicago like i grew up near very near suburbs of chicago yeah. and like that like my sister lives in chicago and like a nice area and knows people who've gotten like robbed yeah. and she's like oh it's just like you know don't carry a fake wallet you know it's part of like the life um Jeez, and then but to, that's, like but europeans they're like that's wild no I've it's never not i mean that US. shouldn't be the life though this is what this is what kind of disturbs me um <clears throat> that that's becoming the norm you know what i mean especially in a it, nice that was the, warm, the norm the whole time when i was growing up honestly it was like a little desensitizing yeah I guess um, but we lived in like the the suburbs so it wasn't a an issue really yeah the far, you were right, far far suburbs and you'd go in and you'd you know just kind of yeah like a mile to or sorry an places. hour out yeah <clears throat> yeah kind of like yeah but yeah it is interesting so so visitors to these countries probably stay away from certain cities for yeah sure. i mean well i don't want to get too political but i do think illinois is pretty much a communist state i mean <laughs> they the thing that gets me with the with illinois is that I guess this is not and communist. You were all born but in Illinois too. One company owns all the roads, not all the roads, but all the major highways, right? Well, what is Dana? this? I didn't know this. Yeah, the toll. The, to be honest, the Illinois I don't, toll I don't know anything about Illinois anymore. The I haven't lived there in a long. I said I have no idea. I haven't lived there in so long, so I don't. I don't really know. I was a kid, and then I moved. But they can just charge like pretty um, much whatever it. they want. They have a complete monopoly over the roads. Well, and the craziest thing is we all have those, because um, I drive in a lot to visit grandma, <clears throat> we all have those iPasses, mm -hmm. and I have no idea what they're charging me. They just take it out of my bank. Yeah, I know. And the other thing, too, that and I don't really, know is really upsetting to me is that like when you have one of those iPasses, you, don't you have to have like a minimum balance? Yeah. yeah. You have to have like $20, $20 or something in your, your account. Minimum, always. Which is yeah. So that should be like unconstitutional. Well, I know Dana's Dana's or that should be illegal because they get to hold 20 of your dollars in your, in their account. So they're just making money off right. your money. Right. Cuz I I only drive into Chicagoland uh maybe every other month. And your dad has one that he, you know, when he drives he doesn't we don't really use yeah. tollways much at all. It's just extortion. It's extortion and a huge monopoly and it's well, really bad. The funny thing when I was a kid, like my parents, you know, grew up around the Chicagoland area and the tolls came in and they said these are to pay for the roads and they're only going to be here for a short amount of time and at that time I think they might have even been 15 cents haven't heard that before right this was year this is when I was little my dad would you know he was working mm -hmm. in the city he's working all over he's in sales so he you know would always and it was always cash you always carry coins um, I heard of when I was <clears throat> working 
after college, um, I had friends that would buy Necco wafers because they, they were the same size as a quarter. <laughs> And they would throw Necco wafers and they would go through. And so it was like, oh my God, the Necco wafer workaround, you know? And so people would have, I'm like, I, oh friends would tell God. me about it. Yeah. So they'd have all these, you know, those really gross candies that would yeah. get different. I don't like them particularly. Um, but yeah, the, so they were clogging up the tollways with that. But I mean, I would, I was working, I was living in a, a suburb called Naperville, which was very far. And I was working, um, in Elk Grove Village, which is, it used to take me over an hour, and that was because I would be in these lines to wait for the toll, to wait to pay to use that little stretch of road, and then, mm-hmm. I'd, then I'd hit the next line and sit yeah, in that line. because there's one every how many miles? Like two miles is a oh, fucking it's toll? Oh, uh, probably five. I don't know. It's re- it is. It is. I never thought about it, but you're right, because I never knew any differently, but now living in Michigan, we don't have tolls, and I'm telling you, it just slowed down traffic. Uh, but talk radio, like Chicago, had some very entertaining yeah. like radio personalities at the time. So we all listened to the same radio people. We'd be laughing. I mean, I would look next next to me, and the women would be doing their makeup. One person had a curler <laughs> in hair. One story was because, like, then as soon as you get through that toll, the road is a little clear, and you race. Like, you just step on it. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, somebody, you know, you're, you're sometimes in four to eight lanes of traffic. And then all of a sudden, like, there's a somebody in front of you stops or comes into your lane. And there was a woman, like, she called into this radio station, and she had to slam on her brakes so hard, and she was curling her eyelashes <laughs> that she... <gasps> no. Oh, my gosh. That's, she like, pulled, my biggest fear. Yeah, she pulled out all her eyelashes. <laughs> Wait, while she was well, calling. I thought it was going to get worse. Yeah, because she, she was, was gonna, curling like, her eyelashes. Her she stepped on the brake as the car in front of her stopped, and she pulled out all her eyelashes. Her, her eyes swelled shut. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. This is live oh on my radio? God. Yeah. Yeah, That's she was. Brutal. Yeah, it was terrible. So what an um, amazing radio moment. Yeah. No, but it was. It, but you're right. And then now, like I think it. Don't costly. do your makeup while you drive. Right, just just yeah. going into the suburbs of Chicago from Michigan, uh, and I, I only hit tolls right around the Chicago area. It costs probably twenty dollars now, which is absolutely. And I have yeah. an pass. No, it's. It's Maybe it's despicable. $20 it's one way. that state, and then they have really high taxes. They yeah. have really yeah. high. Ta- I mean, that's why yeah. so many people live in Wisconsin, and and I, Wisconsin I has. Yeah. I don't know. I know my my brother, her Dana's father, um, Uncle Randy. We call him. You can call him Dad, uh, but he does rally against that. He complains about that. that you know, another thing about Illinois. This was years ago. We went to a wedding for a good friend. We're way out in the suburbs, and it was at night. And we couldn't really figure out where the wedding was. It was at this country club, and it was a kind of a rural area and we stopped at a I think it was maybe it was a stoplight and we turned your dad turned um maybe it was a stoplight in the middle of nowhere there was no cars I want to think it was a stop center but maybe it's a stoplight but anyhow he made a I don't know he turned nobody was around we he was lost we couldn't figure out where we're going we got a bill for that they took a picture in the middle of nowhere they took a picture of his license plate and sent us a bill I don't I don't think he paid that. <laughs> yeah, it I'm was like two hundred dollar fine in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, just that that. You know who else does that? China. Yeah, yeah. I think the UK dude, does dude. that. Europe does that. Dana, who does that? Well, the China stuff is. Well, like no, I was really just scary. thinking. Um, so the fare evasion. So the two things, like in New York, is ridiculously expensive in general. But just crossing the bridge from Jersey to Manhattan costs twenty dollars. What? Just crossing what? the bridge. So, like, if you're going to take an Uber from Newark Airport to, I, I say this all the time, like, if LaGuardia is, like, $10 more, or, like, a little bit more expensive for the uh, flight versus Newark, I'm like, you should land in LaGuardia because the taxi from Newark to Manhattan is, like, at least $100 Holy because you have to pay for the fare 
for the driver to cross the bridge. So like to go, it's $20 to go maybe into Manhattan and free to leave. So you're only paying that one time, but like, it's still a so uh, it's money. just really expensive. And then too, like the, the fare evasion of the um, subway system. So like no one drives here. So I don't really identify with the iPass scams um, <laughs> because everyone like doesn't have a car. There's like not well, right. You're in the city. Yeah, you guys have the subway, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have the subway, the subway and it's going to cost 275 per ride. And then after 12 rides per week, they stop charging you if you use the same no, that payment method. Nice. Yeah. That's actually. Um, or you can pay like, I don't know, 120 something for a monthly, but I normally don't even use it that much. So I'll just pay as I go. Um, but like everyone else will just hop over the turnstiles. Um, but I'm Jeez. scarred because one time when I was coming home from the bar at like three in the morning, I got pulled over by a cop for jumping over the turnstile when I swiped, but like sometimes you'll swipe and they'll say swipe again. And then you swipe again and it says <gasps> you just paid. And so if you have like an unlimited pass, you can only use it once every 15 minutes. Um, so I jumped over the turnstile to get on the train and then they were going to give me a ticket and I did not get a ticket because I showed them my like card that when they swiped it, it said just use. So they're like, all right, fine. You paid your fare. And then this train had passed and then I had to wait 30 minutes for the next train at three in the morning. Oh, <laughs> I was what? like, this is ridiculous. Hey, as um, anyway. aunt, what were you doing out at three in the morning? That's a no, no. <laughs> That's a no, no. in aunt Darcy's book. I was dancing. Oh I was, you know, you just dance, <laughs> you dance the night away. You guys saw the Barbie movie. Um, Anyway, that's not the moral of this story. Um, the moral of the story is I did not want to be sitting at a subway station for 30 minutes at 3 in the morning. Um, and it, it was like a fine area, so it wasn't dangerous or anything. But um, it's just annoying. So now I pay always because I'm like, I don't have, I I almost don't have time to be pulled over, you know? Right. Like, it's like a $100 fee. Yeah, who has time for um, that? And it's just cheaper to, to not get a ticket, you know? Um, but everyone else would like jump over uh, so uh, now they're starting to say that they're going to introduce like AI to like do facial recognition for people who are jumping over and then just send them their tickets. You know who else does um, that? China or like China. other people. That's yeah. what they're going to say. Yeah. Except in but China, so now people are now worse. people are like fighting back. They're like, you can wear these patterns so the cameras don't get you. Like you can cover your face and your oh and your my hat. God. Um, yeah, because, yeah, like, normally they'll try to get you if you, like, jump over. But if you run on the train really quick, like, they can't really get yeah. you. There's ways that people um, figure ways to get around. Yeah, that. but it's wild. Like, when I first moved here in 2016, like, no one cared. Like, I would pay for an, an a, uh, unlimited, and I would just walk through the emergency exit anyway because I was like, it's just faster. Like, so there's a – it's not a very efficient system. Um, like if everyone's leaving, there's no way for you to go in. There's not like ones that are like, come like go in. There's no like traffic flow. Um, right. and I'd be like, yeah, I prepaid for it. So in my head, I'm like, well, I already paid for the service. Like it doesn't really matter if they swipe it or not. And and then they really started cracking down where they're it's, I mean, I don't want to get too political here, but it's like, do we need a police budget of people just standing waiting for, um, to, to get you for tickets like all day, every day. But I mean, I don't know, maybe they're doing other things or just having well, a presence probably, there. They're probably trying to keep this. We do hear that there's a lot of muggings and a lot of bad things that happen sometimes. Down yeah. There. So I think they're trying to, like, I think it's more like drunk people. It's really just a lot of tickets. Like I saw that they started ticketing people in the park for having like a beer what? and it's just like picnickers. Yeah. Jeez. And God. it's, it's wild. Cause they, in the pandemic, they like decriminalize drinking outside and then whenever they need a little bit more budget, they're like, no, you actually can't drink outside. <laughs> so they must and then Eric Adams, 
our mayor is like, yeah, weed's not legal, but like, we're not gonna uh, persecute anyone. And uh, <laughs> but it, it technically is legal, but it's not legal to sell. So like all the bodegas started selling like uh, marijuana out of like the back of vans. And so that's like a, another legal gray area. <laughs> I heard about like... that. I heard about stuff like that where they, they like the laws are like weird and they sell like weird stuff. They'll sell like weird yeah. illegal drugs because they're not quite like decriminalized, but they're not illegal. It's, I don't know. It's legal now, but it takes so long to get the licensing that they essentially were like, fine, we don't care because it is legal, but like, it's not like, like it, it would be like selling alcohol without a liquor license, but uh. it takes like a couple years to get a, a license. So, so everyone's just selling it on the DL and call it, they're like, you have to pay a donation or you have to pay, buy like a $30 oh, bag of chips. Yeah. And with the chips comes whatever else, you know, So they're you not want. selling it. It's a giveaway with a higher price coffee. Oh my God. Yeah, it's That's like if you donate at this tier, then you get this prize. That's so weird. So they, it is legal in New York, but that. it's hard to get the yeah. license. Well, it's like in Illinois, it's been legal for a long time, but it's like Colorado where you have to go and like uh, show your license and it's behind like a buzzy uh, gate. What? It's very secure. I don't That's know if it's sounds legal. To... Yeah, it's yeah, like a, you, to you have to be 21. Oh, oh yeah. I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying you had to have like a special weed license. Be like, yeah. No, no. You just um, need to show that, that you're over age, 21. Like, to buy. And then they like buzz you in. And then you have to like buy something behind the iPad. And then they like come out and just deliver the little package <laughs> to you. Oh God, I actually, this is all hearsay. I don't know. Yes, I, just just my friends <laughs> tell me. I don't know how this That was never <laughs> my experience going into a weed shop. Okay. We're not gonna talk about Yeah, but the weed. bodega like underneath my apartment, they <laughs> just sell they like turned half of it into like a weed shop and ha and I was like, Oh my room for snacks is gone now. Oh, like <laughs> that's kinda sad. Yeah. So so like what is they make more money though. What is your favorite like go to meal? Like because I know it's like if you're Oh yeah, we're talking about vegetarianism again. Yeah, because like side so sneaky snacks that are now being replaced with <laughs> I go downstairs. edibles. I get a yeah, weed. No, so I, I never really bodega. snacked. Um, I'm not a big snacker. I think I, we didn't really have a lot of snacks growing up, so I just eat a lot of meals. Um, I like a lot of Asian food. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a lot of vegan food in New York, actually. I was walking down the street the other day, and there was a whole bodega where everything was vegan. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, that's it, I, I feel like it's coming up more and more in the city where, like, every restaurant has a, a vegetarian option or a vegan option. Yeah, Maybe not a vegan one, but at least a vegetarian one or the vegan thing is, like, a pasta with red sauce um and there's then there's tons yeah. yeah tons of vegan restaurants like like shake shack has a vegan option um like a lot of like the fast food will have a vegan thing so it's not it's actually not as hard as you'd think it's really hard when i go home though i know to like Illinois, thanksgiving where... when you come over for thanksgiving and i'm like i have a big turkey dana and then we're like yeah we do a lot where of you sides. slowly poison me with chicken stock and oh. i get weaker through the week <laughs> Okay, so uh, well, and then at I the mean, end, I'm like, why do I feel so lethargic? And you're like, well, there's chicken stock in the mac and cheese. You didn't know oh, that. Oh, gosh, you put I chicken guess... stock in the bread. It's just water. It's it's just water that's been blessed by a chicken. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's so just funny. like not not really that bad. Um, well, this year you can bring like what would you bring? Uh, like a meatless turkey loaf? I don't actually, know. Actually, no, you know I, don't, I don't actually need like a turkey. I just eat all the sides. And yeah, I do this with my friends yeah. in New York. 
uh, I, we throw a Friendsgiving sides party where there's oh, no turkey to be found. I think uh, like the vegan or the vegan vegetarian meals that are just they don't try to imitate meat. Yeah, they're fine. Just vegetarian. Um, those are yeah, those are the way to go. Where yeah. they just like yeah. they're just like here's a good dish that's like a bunch of vegetables like and ratatouille. spices. But the love stuff ratatouille. Like that. Ratatouille. But, but the impossible meat stuff like mm-hmm. that'll kill you faster than just eating a a burger. You like so? it's oh yeah, I think there's I think it's really highly processed. And yeah, it's got some weird shit in it. So, I'd say to be fair, like uh, a lot of our food is really highly processed, though. Unless yeah. you're gonna be eating like a that's true all raw. I mean, I guess if you're just eating ground beef and making your own burgers, but if you're eating like McDonald's, like yeah, oh yeah, well that's what I mean. Yeah. Is like if you buy, you know, a yeah, piece it's of steak, pretty much the same. If you buy a fast food right, burger versus that's a fast oh, food yeah. impossible burger, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't look too too much into that, but I will indulge in an impossible burger now and again. And I love vegan chicken nuggets. Like, oh my god, we I just, just love real chicken nuggets. Love them. <laughs> I know, but I always say like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really vegetarian to be healthy because I'm not very healthy. Oh my god. I mean, I'm like I am healthy. Like I work out, but it's not. I'm not trying to like. No, what, lose what weight. made you change? But from our family, our family is a very food focused uh, family and you you went yeah on. did you start this in college or did you just start i this know in new york city what kind of when i was in college i was just really poor so i would eat whatever i got As all so i used to work students. in a catering company yeah and i would eat whatever's left over so if they were like hey do you want the steak i wasn't going to be like no i'll just have vegetables mm-hmm. for dinner so i just would eat whatever but i would never buy meat i never prep it and um, if, let's say, it's, like, a dollar cheaper for, like, a not-meat version, I would go for that. But if it was so the same price, I'd go for chicken. It's budgetary, and it's probably... It was in also, college. you love animals like I love animals. I just still... still well, so food. then, when I moved to New York, I, and I started, like, making my own decisions, uh, I was, like, I actually don't need to eat meat. And I realized I've always been very fundamentally grossed out about it. Like, I really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always really repressing that. And I was like, why do I hate cooking meat, touching meat, eating it, like, and then just ignoring it. And everyone's like, yeah, just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, cool. And then I'll like have a bite and like feel, eat a little, maybe a little vein is in there and it, I'll just be so grossed out. <laughs> yeah, right, it's gross. Like, but we're like, oh, it's so good though. But just like, don't, and I'll have friends who are like, oh yeah, I can't eat any meat on the bone. That's disgusting. I'm like, it's the same thing. I. I'd say I'm pro, like, if you're going to go out and shoot a deer and, like, butcher the deer and, like, eat all the meat and, like, use all the parts and boil the stock and, like, do all the stuff, like, fine. But if you're, like, this is so gross, I can't, like, even think about what I'm eating. I have to put, like, my uh, mental barriers up. I'm, like, I do, too. That's a good point. Uh, And that's why I just stopped eating it, you know? Um, I, I, like, I I kind of like can sympathize with that like because i i do eat a lot of meat but i also and i hate factory farming and the idea of yeah, factory farming yeah. and i do think about the we animal to source our but i also think th- also that it's like for my approach is like i'm just grateful i i think i have mm. more appreciation or i try to have more yeah. appreciation for the meat because it, it, it did come from an animal and, yeah. it, and it is going to help it's going to it's going to me now and it's like appreciating yes. it appreciating that i get to eat it i get to like have the nutrients from this and have the protein or whatever yeah that is a very beautiful thing and yeah um it's like saying prayers over meals which we still do in this family like because you're Mm -hmm. grateful for everything even even the vegetables um Mm -hmm. it's just kind of a, a miracle when you think about how like how you know vegetables grow 
like the nutrients that they give us. If you get really down to it, you know, everything everything here on this earth is is uh, all the edible things are are meant to nourish nourish everything that eats it, right? So the cows mm-hmm. eat the grass yeah. and the whatever. It's like just it like wouldn't the fault like a right and so, a cat for eating it. Like they have to no, eat. They have like to they eat have to be yeah. carnivals. And but I don't uh, have to do it. So no. and I don't know. cats are a little bit sadistic. They are psychopaths. <laughs> they will cut a mouse in half and they will give you the other half. Yeah. <laughs> but they I mean they are hunters. Or a dog is- or whatever. Like they they're just gonna eat whatever they have. Yeah. I mean most animals are omnivores and they'll eat whatever comes in their way. But yeah nature's cruel like i i have a hard time watching nature shows because i'm like oh god it's gonna eat that thing or, or it's gonna kill that rabbit yeah, you can't, I, yeah oh i can't do that but you, you can't just have a bunch of herbivores no no and i, and I like, feel like there's so much nutrition in meat too like pot like ounce per ounce it's uncomparable yeah. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. so a little bit is okay i mean i mean whatever i mean it's, it's yeah everybody yeah. chooses their I own mean, diet it's, it's up to you nice like thing. yeah 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 i like to eat a little bit of i will say though that like I think it is a really big misconception that there's a lot of people will be like, oh, but I need protein. And I'm like, do you think there's no protein in other foods? Right. Because like a lot of time, like you don't necessarily need to be eating fake meat or tofu to get protein. Um, you can read like more into it, but you can take like different foods that have like two parts of like an, an amino acid. So like when I started being vegetarian, I was really like studious about it. And I was like, we got to still be healthy and not just eat buttered noodles or anything. Um, and, and so if you eat two two different foods that are like really common pairings, like rice and beans, right. uh, hummus and pita, whole protein they're like yeah. two halves of one protein. And when you eat them within the same 24-hour period, it will create a complete protein inside your system. Like your body will treat it. Maybe not as efficiently as meat, but very few people are like, okay. Also, you only really need like the amount of chicken you can calculate it yourself based on your body type, but a lot of people think you need a lot more than you do. So it'll be like four ounces of uh, steak or like six ounces of chicken or something in You're a 24 hour not, period. Not and... 12 ounce steaks or 16 ounces. <laughs> well, like, okay. Like I've looked at it and I'm a large person and for me to get enough protein, it's extremely hard yeah, it to is do probably, without you guys are, meat. Plus, you guys are also, also if you're like doing a weight gain yeah. or something. Yeah, like if it, like a lot of the like websites where if you're trying to like build muscle, they'll be like, you need like one gram per kilogram or whatever, oh, geez, which is like me? or one gram per pound or something. And it's like, oh, I need like two hundred plus grams of protein. Yeah. And, well, what about <laughs> eggs? Eggs, Dana? You eat eggs when you work here? I do eat eggs. eggs. They're not fine. like actually as great. There is a lot of cholesterol in eggs, so they're not oh, like no, super good for you. Supposed to be the perfect food because you do need cholesterol. So that's another. I know, but like for one egg, but like I'm not gonna eat like six eggs oh, a no. day. Like no. The, no. I'm, I'm saying like amount of protein to. Um, but I do eat eggs. Yeah, I will. Yeah, um, eggs aren't and, super high in protein, really. Yeah, I like. You have to eat a lot of them to get yeah. all the pro- like. Yeah. There's like six grams of protein. Per so what's it? What's the optimum breakfast? Well, um, eat like an egg. Um, or actually probably like the healthiest thing would be like something like overnight oats with like a spoonful of peanut butter or something would be like really high protein. See, like you can put that stuff. milk, yogurt. Um, I'll drink milk. Um, I actually just, I kind of just don't like it. Like, and it goes bad really fast. So I'll buy like oat milk. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's a lot of the milks alternatives are really bad for the environment too. So if you're going to be like, I'm vegan for the environment. Um, I don't know. Just do some research on it. I don't know enough. No, I, to, think, I think it's like... everything within balance. <laughs> everything, everything like that's how kind of, like, as I get older, I mm-hmm. kind of see like, 
you know, you pick and choose your battles, but everything within balance and what, and everybody's different. Like everybody's nutritional needs are a little bit different. Well, also if you can, life. if you can like go get it from a farmer's market, it's like so much better yes. for like the environment yes. and for the local economy. It tastes and, better too, for goodness yeah, sake. Yeah. Um, health. We're going to do a hard pivot into the dating <laughs> scene. <laughs> Oh God, no. So, so uh, <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have some fun dating adventures and like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Dan and Matt, you know, Jim, you know, Jim's married now, but, uh, and Dan's got a lovely girlfriend, so he's off the market, but you know, it's, it's hard when you're younger like this and especially in a big city. Um, I think the dating has totally changed since when I grew up. I mean, my generation got married a little earlier. We got, most of us got married kind of, you know, you meet somebody in college and, I was married at 23, and I look at that now, and I think, oh, my gosh, we were we were just children. We were so young. Um, but that's culturally, like, we've changed. Like, women, you know, have careers. They do things, and men, same thing. And it's just – and sometimes, the, you know, it's like it's hard. It's hard to find that person. <clears throat> well, uh, but I guess what I'm saying, where do you find – how do you how do you I mean, look for how do you look for that special person? You're still looking. I no know. one wants a career woman these days. Like what? Like they're well, all like, be my wife. I'm like no. Really? So so your career? So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not in New York. Um, <laughs> be my wife. I just thought it was funny. You're like, there's a big change now that women can work. Um, no, women's always, women have always worked. Let me backstep that. No, no. Women, I know, I'm just, I'm giving you the amount of women that are have a career now is right. Is, correct. Yeah, that is like yeah. The misconception is women have worked their butts off all of history. You know, hunter the ga the gatherers, the family makers, mm -hmm. the baby bearers. You know what I mean? Um, and then working outside the home also adds that other layer of pressure a little bit to, you know, I, yeah. I think in the, in our house, you know, um, but no I, one pressures men for working outside the home. So, well, no, because, the because, uh, they're like, well, culturally... men can't have kids. Yeah. So, so you can't be pregnant. Men can't have kids. They're part of it. Right. No, no, they're, but men can't, can't carry a child. I mean, I guess yeah. I'm going to get canceled for saying that, but so for like, no, so for so like, not. uh, it's like, no, <laughs> the you know the maternity part of it yeah but like well, but they, women have more like know, yeah it's half yeah because like biologically women have more to lose do you, i mean now you won't look at like losing but you know, yeah engaging in you know behaviors um <clears throat> women can get pregnant and so i think throughout mm. history that has been a, a huge factor you know now we now we have um you know birth controls and uh Mm -hmm. other things like that but it's 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 an it's allowed our our culture to shift dramatically so i know when i was a young mother i think it was 27 when jim was born 27 or 28 god that's terrible i can't remember um 28 when jim was born um but i was still young like so you're 28 now or you're 29 i am 28 you're yeah you're, you're 28 yes yeah and um it is, yeah, because Dan, yeah, you guys are all the, like right in this similar age. Mm -hmm. So by your mm -hmm. by your age, I was, you know, just maintaining a house, getting all the groceries, feed, you know, feeding families, entertaining families, uh, raising children, uh, working out, working outside the home as well, and that was a lot. Um, and if it was a grandma, she would have already had three children by now. It's a while. And so it's it's so interesting how. You know, like for me, look, you know, now at my age, looking back on it, um, and not to say that it's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that we're doing this tremendous shift. And I do feel like biologically, um, especially for, you know, like you want that, you want to find that partner when you're, you know, I think younger probably, mm -hmm. right? That person, the perfect person, your, your soulmate, your whatever. And so I think it's a little harder because we are distracted by so many 
life for this is just my opinion obviously because i i i uh quit my job and stayed home with the kids and i really i've had like just part-time i'm a writer now but you know what i mean but since it, it was an all-encompassing career raising uh jim dan and matt let me tell you <laughs> but but and then, and then just you know you're responsible for that that life and i don't think there's anything more important in the world than than raising children and that's my 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 true stance is that you know this is the next generation it is a blessing to have it and that is like if i you know when i look at my achievements um the, i will still say the greatest thing i've ever done don't make me cry is raising my sons and, and having cry. this well, yeah, you're <laughs> you're right. Right. Like I'm you not aren't crying. saying anything i oh, <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what i mean and and mm -hmm. and, and even having them here with me wanting to not that they wanted to do a podcast with me, but you know, we all kind of talked about it, but I mean, how, how, um, to me that speaks of like, we have this, you know, my priority was having a great relationship, uh, with my kids and always trying to be there and not concentrate on, you know, like jobs. And so whenever they call me and I'm, I've been in the middle of a sentence and sometimes it's hard to be pulled out of that sentence. I'm like, Hey, what do you need? Like, I will always, that will always be my first job. Uh, and that's kind of my mentality and mm -hmm. most women of, of my generation and beyond. So, so it's very different now that women are these, I mean, and not that they are not capable because we know that women are capable of just as the men are capable of tremendous, tremendous things. It's a, it's a matter of choice, right? But now finding a man for Dana. Am I gonna be am I gonna be a great aunt someday? No, yeah. Well you gotta find uh, I that think person. you should be pressuring Jim, not me, about this. But, um... <laughs> yeah, good point. Wait, so yeah, what's the what's the man like where's your man? What's going on? Um so I'm I'm a I actually think I'm just gonna hard launch my man whenever it happens. <laughs> You're just getting invited to the wedding. God, I love it. Oh, but I have to get involved in the wedding. Remember, I have. Like... No, you'll get you'll get invited to the wedding. Like no, you can. Um, you'll know hard, before we're are you married. Hard launch the engagement. Are you going? Yeah, hard, hard launch the engagement. Okay, so you're like, I've been dating this guy secretly for like two years, and now we're engaged. And yeah. then that's the first time we get to meet him. <laughs> She's just not telling. When you hard about hard anything. launch him, what would his name be? No, I'm trying to figure. You find out from the wedding invite. So wait, are you saying that you're dating someone right now? No, I'm dating lots of people and also no one. So you're like that's... the wind. Yeah, the wind. You're everywhere, <laughs> nowhere. I get I get free meals once in a while from dates. Yeah, free meals in exchange for two hours what? of terrible conversation. Yeah, what are the guys great. like yeah, down there? What do you there? look for? Hey, do, do like, because I have my own um, I have my own opinions on on guys these yeah. days. Do you like MMA? Yeah. No, I'm in in seriousness. I'm not dating anyone seriously right now um and i haven't in a long time like i think you guys know i had a serious relationship for like high school and all of college and then i ended that and i was like never again no i'm kidding um <laughs> i've just been kind of sing single on and off for the last six years now um but i'd say like majority single because i haven't like lived with anyone or anything um and then i've dated a, a bunch of nice people in new york and some people that aren't as nice but i think just generally like the culture is a little different because most people who come to the city are not here to settle down in the city they're here for their career growth for a fast period of time or for a little bit for fun and then they're gonna like move home or they're just here for like a year or two 
um, for like a work project or like six months and like you might have a really great date and someone's like yeah i'm moving to florida for my grad program next week and i'm like well why did what what was happening here like what's the point <laughs> oh um, i get that though that's so that's a very just buy me a coffee and then we move our separate <laughs> ways I don't, I don't know so you need to date <laughs> older men no i actually don't want to date older men because i also have an issue with that kind of mentally myself because this is this is a very hot take um oh, I but i it. don't like i don't like the idea that a man gets like more years of freedom i'm i'm very much like the oh. you know equal <laughs> partnership like i like to work and i have some male friends or have had in my life who are like yeah i think when i'm like 35 or 40 i'll just marry like a 26 year old and then we'll what? have kids because like they'll you know want to have kids when they're like 27 28 and like i don't have the same clock that women have so i'll just kind of like do whatever i want now and then like later decide i'm ready and then i'll marry someone young which a lot of men like marry younger girls and a lot of girls are like yeah marry an older guy because they have more stability and whatever and yeah. i'm like i'll build my own career stability and marry someone i actually like am friend you know want to be with, with. yeah Not yeah not that they're not in love with those people but i just think it's on like and i know not everyone is like this but i just fundamentally don't like the idea that you're like let me just uh have fun for like 10 years and then like find a girl in her youth and get protected yeah, that's she some, get her that's some <laughs> mental like gymnastics there it is but in, like in my opinion for a guy to say yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna screw around as hard as i can till i'm 45 and then I'm gonna find a 26 year old to. to I mean, maybe not. 45, <laughs> like, well, like what, maybe 35. Like, you know? What the hell? Like, that's uh, 10 years. Like, that's just weird. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah, like it's 10 like, years of freedom. I have a take on this. Yeah. yeah sure. Mm -hmm. So, like, from my perspective, um, well, God, I feel like I'm gonna sound. This is gonna get us canceled. I feel like if I say. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I talk about the Barbie movie, I'm gonna get his cancer. I'm gonna generalize men and women really quickly. Yeah. Not saying that all men or women fall this into these is, categories, but I'm just gonna make some general statements. Your own My observations observation. are that um so it appears to me that women are attracted to men mostly uh who have some sort of status, some sort of like uh maybe it's have a good job or have a have a stable life or have a house or mm -hmm. have some some sort of stability and status whereas men are more attracted like men are not necessarily as attracted to women for the same reasons so like i would say i you know mm -hmm. i'm attracted you know to women who i think are beautiful and whatever and has sort of share the same values that i well, have yeah, fun, so but kind, yeah. so my point is that for a guy to attain that status of having a good job and having a house and having stability in his life it is it takes a long time, uh -huh. um, maybe longer than it used to take. Like if you go back in, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, yep. it used to be able to get right out of college. You could get a factory job and then you right. could afford a house and oh, have I think that's whatever. So true. I think, I think the price is like, well, even talking to Dana about how to even rent an yeah. apartment in, in New York city and three uh -huh. people have to split their rent in like a really small mm -hmm. apartment. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's disturbing. I think yeah. the cost of living. I mean, has... that's that's just New York City, though. I think, no, but mostly, everywhere, but... everywhere, it's the cost of living has gone. Yeah, way I just I, so what I guess my my what I'm saying is that I think for a guy to be attractive to the average, the generalized man to be attracted to mm -hmm. to be attractive to the generalized woman, he needs to be older, generally. I I so I think that's a good point. Like I I would agree that if people are like 
I want someone who is like a high standing at work, makes a lot of money, you know, maybe has a good apartment or like owns property or something like you can't do that when you're 23. But also I'm 28 now. And like a lot of the guys, like I'll say like three years or whatever is like the same age, like reasonably. So if I'm, if I'm 28 dating a guy who's 31, like that's like reasonable, like, you know, I wasn't really also looking to settle down when I was young. Um, So a lot of these people are now at the same career kind of thing and I've always thought I I think that's true and some people are just on like a career track that um you know maybe is they're looking for someone with a little bit more stability than they have um for whatever reason but I've always been like I want someone who's ambitious but like because it's you know I I want someone who's like passionate about their job and like has a good time but also like really values the the work-life balance because in New York there's a lot of people who are make a ton of money but then they have they have no time or, or they have like no like I like to travel I like vacations but it doesn't need to be like a really expensive travel it just needs to be like a time that we spend together um or you know time that we have that we're not working and you'll get into these things where a lot of people work in finance or consulting and they work 90 hour weeks oh. um and then and then it's just like a tough but then you know if you really are looking for someone who like has a really nice apartment you need to be at that tier to be able to afford it here yeah. so it is kind yeah. of tough no, that is, i mean that's yeah. a, that's something that you, i mean you girls have to think about today which is very interesting mm-hmm. but you're right you want somebody who's who who has a that that mentality to have a good work-life balance because that's really yeah really in the end that's really what it is you need to work to make money and money is basically freedom yeah freedom to, to do live what you want for to yourself do. Yeah. yeah freedom to live where you'd like to live where you'd want to raise your children um do you yeah. think it's like work just hard enough to make the life that you want for yourself exactly and then you're like good you're set or or, or you, you know if you really like are uh you get a something back from the work that you're putting in. I think that's good too. Well, yeah. You always get rewarded uh, for hard work. I yeah. think, I think you feel that satisfaction. I think all you mm-hmm. die, you boys do. I mean, sometimes yeah. your work is very hard. Sometimes it's like, Oh, I had a week, but then you're like, look at what you've done in that week. You've done something really nice, you know? So, yeah. mm-hmm. so I think, Oh, great. We all have, a, we all have coming from, you know, our family, Dana, like you are, um, we do have that, that, that um, we've always been inspired to work hard. I think we've all, yeah. we've all and I think I, I think I'd rather be with someone that like really loves their job and loves their life than like someone who just makes a lot of money. Right. Um, I hate this. You know. I'm going to do this. It's going to kill me. I'm you know, like, why, well, why do you like hedge fund managing? They're like, what do you mean? Like, I just, I'm buying your cocktail. Be quiet. But then if you date, like I've dated like uh, people who are like actors and then they're like, I actually can't afford this $6 cocktail. And I'm like, well, that's, I'm like, I'll even pay my own bill, but that's no fun because we can't do the things that I want to do. That's legit. That's a legit point. Yeah. So yeah, that's very interesting, but that's a really good, do you guys um, like, is that fair? I think the problem is she lives in New York. Well, I think I think it's like like I think it's a lot harder to find someone who's like a stable job who is like like uh confident in what they're doing. You gather have a mix of people who are just working all the time to make a ton of money mm. to do something like you said or you have people who are struggling for it. And New York is very like to me the impression is that there's really no middle ground. It's either you're making a lot of money. I mean, money there or... are. I, I would say I'm in the middle. I'm not making a ton of money. I'm not dying on the streets or anything. I have a normal like, job. How much do you work in a week? Like, I work a 40-hour week, like a, norm, like a standard 9-to-5 uh, office job. 
um it's fine it's it's actually really nice i i like uh, where i'm at now um it's not um, it's fun um but i think also though like there's what like they say the whole like oh there's 10 million people in the city but also people are coming in and out like ultimately like i can date 200 people but or like you know hundreds of people but then you you would ultimately just want to find one person that's good for you so it's really just like a numbers or like a we're like we talk about like fate and like you know things like that like manifesting so i'm just really waiting for them to fall in my lap i think you said earlier like how do you find people i used to do dating apps all the time um, and they, I mean, we're not super successful cause I'm single still. Um, yeah, but and, you gave, you gave uh, I, like I went on a lot of, a lot of dates. Like I met a lot of people, but, um, you know, I'm yeah. just sing- single now. So I'm, I actually deleted all my dating apps and Yay. I'm just trying to take the summer off and like maybe meet someone in person and maybe not and just like mentally get out of the toxicity of it. Um, cause it just wasn't serving me anymore. Do you meet a lot so. of guys in person? No, I mean I do, but then I, th- ask, I mean I you think get asked out a lot in person. I guess is what I'm asking. I wouldn't say I get asked out a ton in, in person. Like you'll sometimes people ask you out, and you're like, I don't want to go out with them. It's kind of like a filter, though. <laughs> Where like maybe like someone would ask me out on a dating app, and I would go out with them, and then I'd meet up with them immediately and be like, This is not a match. Like yeah. we don't. Yeah. I think it's I think the dating vibe. is yeah like we didn't have that growing up at all either. It's That's, kind of it's messed a, up. I, I think part of the problem is that there's too many options almost. It's like you have right. so much variety. It's like everything and we've been talking about that too many options and everything and music and movies and books and dating apps and people. Yeah, and then and it, it also like fosters this whole like culture of like everyone being really shitty to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think yeah. that's terrible. That's it. Like yeah. people don't respect you or value you as a person. They're just playing a little game in their head of how many numbers they can get or something. Oh, that's so yeah. sad. And then, don't, a, lot don't take, a lot of people don't take it seriously. Well, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you for deleting all those apps and just kind of, like we said, just like focus on it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like and manifest I, the perfect man. Yeah, you guys can is. all uh, <laughs> manifest over it. Um, hey, you know, I will say the Sean like, O'Connor. Sean O'Connor. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. might be working for Tesla now. Telling in you. 10 years, I'll come back and I'll be like, you were the one, Sean O'Connor. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm like, he'll probably is... listen to this and be like, what? And then he'll say something crazy um, like, I'm going to start my own country. <laughs> Sean is a friend of Matt. So, is that yeah. what he's up to? You got to bring him on the podcast yeah. tonight. Sean is like, Sean just says like the wildest. Like, I'm going to start my like, own country. Yeah, I'll just say like some pretty funny stuff. That I mean. is insane. Could that even work? Could Starting. you even start your own country? Like seriously, ser- like weird t- side tangent. Uh, could you even do that? I, well, I don't think so politically it, I now. I don't think you could do it in the U.S. You'd have to find land that's not mm-hmm. part of a country. Well, people like, have tried to do buy that. like an island. So like, I guess you could make a country. That's probably the only way you could do it is like buying an island or or making your own island by dumping like tons of rocks and sand. Crash. Yeah, you like a garbage country. Yeah. I'll just call the plastic, <laughs> and oh, then yeah, like, the uh, how do you incorporate like a country? Like, you have to have some sort of like GDP to be like recognized. Yeah, I don't even I know. So. I, well, I don't know. I don't know how it's done. That's interesting. Are you but... gonna? You should look it up, Matt, for and like uh, for next time. Though. <laughs> how to create your own country? I know that like cults have tried to create their own country in America. <laughs> And like, well, just, what, they would take over the town, and then the United States government would come in and be like, "No, no, 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 no." That is no, sir. 
No, absolutely. Was not. that that Waco thing? Is that, that what was that Waco? Was? There was yeah. another one like Montana somewhere. They kind of tried to do that Montana, with the but... Chop Zone or whatever in Seattle. Yeah, they yeah, tried they to did. Do Chop. That's right. that, that failed. Um, Chaz wasn't it Chaz. It was Chaz Chop? and it was Chop. Chop. I don't know. I can't. I keep think up the with closest this. thing you get to like things being their own country in America are like Native American. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true because they do so they do have different they laws. Are, they are it's governed by their government. They have their own laws. Yeah. Anyways, can we? Talk about movies really quick. Yeah, we can talk about Dana, movies. Dana, have you seen good movies lately? Do you do movies? Do you... No, I was going to say, you talked about Barbenheimer. So I actually saw Oppenheimer at the premiere, and Christopher <gasps> Nolan was like 10 feet away from Are you me. serious? What? And I saw it in IMAX 70 millimeter, but oh I was in God. the first row, so it was wild. I was like that person. Yeah, my <gasps> friends, so like they had their premiere in New York, but because SAG is striking, no actors came. Um, you know, and SAG is what? striking for valid reasons, so I can't be upset but... about that. That's but true. so no, no one was there yeah. except for Christopher Nolan. And uh, in New York, you can apply for tickets online. And my friend who's in, she goes to Columbia University and she, for like a while while she was on break, just went to all the daily shows. Like every week she would go to like the, the, uh, the daily show and stuff. So she got like status with this company that works the premieres because she's like a person who shows up and goes, um, so she got, she's like, Hey, would you, if I got like tickets to the Oppenheimer premiere, would you be interested? That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Dana. Um, so it was really cool. Jeez. And then I saw Barbie on, on Sunday, um, normally, and that was also incredible. Um, but I didn't, I think they would have been too much. I don't know, Matt, if you did that back to back, I thought it would have been a back. lot. Back to um, back. I think a lot of people I'll, did I'll, that. I'll say that Oppenheimer was good. It's three hours long. Um, mm -hmm my biggest problem with the movie is Christopher Nolan does this thing where he plays like intense music over there talking and it's really, really like discombobulating. Like you, you it's hard to understand like what people are saying because you have this mm -hmm. loud, just like Hans Zimmer bullshit going on in the background. <laughs> oh, it's Hans. Like it's Hans like Hans Zimmer. It's not yeah. Hans Zimmer. It's not Hans Zimmer. Okay, it's just, well, it's good. It's good music. It's good music, but he just like, paste it over all the dialogue and it's so weird i hate that yeah and then like the one scene where they don't have it is when they're talking about like when they're gonna drop where they're gonna drop where they're, where they're selecting where they're, they want to drop the bomb like what what the bomb targets are gonna be mm -hmm. right and there's like no music and you can fully understand what they're talking about but that's like, an interesting no that's a really is, good criticism because i yeah. have a hard time i know your dad couldn't hear it at all if that's the case because you know it's a, it, i know it's yeah. supposed to be a great movie it's like you ever try to talk to somebody while you have like loud music in your no, ear no i can't do it yeah. it's it's super hard <laughs> it's exhausting so, what did you think dana did you notice that with the movie uh so i didn't notice that i liked it i just i also thought it was really long i think we had a movie that started at 7 30 and we didn't get out till like 10 p.m yeah um Without, I guess, giving too many spoilers away, I thought it was really good, but you know, it's history, so we know they drop the bomb. But they'll drop the bomb at like about hour two, and there's, there's a whole another hour of the movie after that. <laughs> yeah, like um, first, yeah. It's... But the actual bomb itself was like awesome. Like it was very cinematic, like very, what very I... well. Done. I mean, Christopher Nolan's great. Like it was good. Yeah, what I will say is, I, I mean, because I've seen what nuclear bombs actually look like at test ranges, and I can tell that that like that bomb being blown up was just a smaller bomb that was filled with gas closer to where they were like there's a distance thing that i have oh, noticed so you picked that they didn't up. Really, did it, he i would say this is my one thing about it is like i could tell that the tower that they're testing this bomb on is like way way too close to where they are like really way too close oh, really? you shouldn't be able to see the tower no right? because shouldn't. it's a it's a nuclear bomb it goes like 10 mm -hmm. miles well, I don't know that one. Maybe that one was maybe like 
five. So these eight, were your criticisms. Those of are the like movie? the. I mean, those ones are so much less powerful than like the modern ones. It's which is mind blowing. Dan and and Antarctic, did you guys see it? I not? haven't seen it. No, no. I saw. I are saw you it. going? Well, I mean, I you're wanted, going to. Right? I really want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. But the build up to it is like amazing. It's like the the best part of the movie is probably that second hour, and the first hour is kind of like expose and then like i have one more comment that i i thought was really yeah, funny yeah. and it's there's a lot of really big cast people like rami malik is in it but he has like three minutes of speaking time oh, and he's so... like an oscar winner yeah and i mean he, he plays a good character and then they have like jack quaid in it who's like the lead of the boys which is a really great show oh yeah um and he's essentially an extra like he has one oh. line of dialogue and he's like a background scientist and also josh peck from um Drake yeah, and josh yeah 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 is in it as like he has like one minute of screen time <laughs> Yeah. And it's kind of funny seeing like people who like big are big stars, like, kind yeah. of kind of big and, and like you'd think maybe they'd have more than one line of dialogue. Um, but it was just it was funny. I just want to be a Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah it, it was really good to see Robert Downey Jr. not play the Iron Man. And is he's, he in the movie? Yeah. In the movie. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah, yes. he's he's a lead though. He's he has a yeah. lot of screen time. Yeah. I know. Oh, good. Okay, that's so weird. So they and, definitely um, don't Matt show Damon him in the trailer. Too, right? no, no, they do, but you don't do. recognize him. You I don't. Think you it, don't know it's him. Yeah, he's a really? he's in makeup, yeah. or he's definitely. I because I'm like, is that Robert so, Downey Jr.? Because I heard that. So it's weird to me that because I haven't seen the movie, it's weird that there's spoilers in this movie. Spoilers? Spoilers, Dana. There's spoilers. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but. Isn't there like the a movie, weird like? Isn't there kind of a twist or no. something? No, no. I, it's, I mean, it's it's like all historical and real events. Um, but I don't. I guess you can spoil things like what characters were who and like how yeah. long they were on screen okay. and like there are some kind of, I I wouldn't say twists, but there's some like mysteries because they they tell it in a not, not super linear. Yeah, it's not chronological. Way. It's not. No, it jumps back. Um. So like. They'll use black and white to talk about uh, different like time periods, and then they'll go into color whenever they're in Oppenheimer's perspective. Oh, interesting. Um, which is it's interesting. I mean, I think it will win a lot of Academy yeah. Awards. Well, there's like no big. other good movies. That... Yeah, there's <laughs> like yeah, no other movies. Yeah, it's, it's 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 very, it's very very good. So like, how would you rate it out of ten? I'd probably give it like an eight or nine. Okay. I'd say I'd say eight. Like I liked it for it, but I don't love drama. Also, I don't love like political dramas, unless you're like really into like the Cold War history. Yeah. There's a a lot of moments where you're like, I like the action more. I like the the science behind them making the bomb, and then so much of it is about uh, the political. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like controversy surrounding him himself. Yeah. I thought about that too, Dana, and I was <laughs> like, because not a lot of the movies about maybe like. A lot of it's more about how he ran the Manhattan Project, not so yeah, much and how he the liked... bomb itself. Um, and I was kind of thinking His about security that. clearance. Right. And they kept talking about compartmentalization in the mm -hmm. movie, which is like really interesting. And if you want to go down deeper and talk about the compartmentalization of the Manhattan Project, it goes pretty deep. Really? Yeah. It's the point where like, so the whole point of it is because they don't they don't no one knows what they're making. Or no something. one knows what they're making, and like they would do like these tests, and it would be covered in like radio, and then like their clothes would be covered in radiation, and mm -hmm. then they would give the radiated mm -hmm. clothes to the women to clean, but they wouldn't tell them <laughs> what were on the clothes or anything. Whoa. They would just clean it. So did they get injured? So you have an engineer who'd have a design for something, and he's not supposed to know what he's making, so he would just design it. That's and then crazy. give it do to you them. think they really knew there was radiation on the clothes at that time like did they know about radiation? Yeah. I, I don't really know the history Dana, Ma madame curie figured out what, what radiation was or 
she expanded upon radiation and i'm not sure if she was quite discovered but like if they the knew actual... it was like in the close because like all the people who watched the bomb go off no. like they all got exposure to radiation yeah. too right they're all there yeah they did like it, depend, depending how far in... away you are right depending on how far away you are <laughs> like so like my understanding of the the bomb itself is you have the fusion reaction which creates a lot of radiation if you're close mm -hmm. enough to it um so you have to be kind of in bunkers and wearing glasses and whatnot uh, but the, the really nasty part about it is that it will oxidize itself so the plutonium or the uranium will oxidize in the air um meaning that it'll come down as particles and you can breathe that in and that really is so yeah. it's the nuclear material that really kind of destroys you in the end so you need a respirator, well, basically. You do. That's God, why you always so see them with a respirator on. It's like you can have the radioactive material on your body, so most of the material... You can just wash it off. No, there's not really... Okay, so there's 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 gamma rays in a lot of materials, right? But it's not as much as a fusion reaction going on in front of you. It's not like you're, It's not like Chernobyl where, like, the quite literally the reactor was open mm -hmm. with a fusion reaction which is just giving off a shitload of gamma particles. It is radioactive. It's fission. Is it fission? Or splitting? It, it's fission. It's fission? Yeah, yeah it's fission. Splitting. Sorry, it's fission, not fusion. Atoms. It's fission. If you're standing in front of a reaction like that, you're dead. Like, you're dead in, like, 30 seconds. Oh, but, God. like, but like there, are, there are, like, uranium, for instance, will give off gamma rays, but most of it is beta radiation. So what really kills people in Chernobyl is the fallout, and the fallout is mm -hmm. oxidized. And, okay. you breathe it in. and you breathe yeah. it in, and it gives out beta radiation. Yeah, so and we know causes. beta radiation is what the sun gives off right. to a degree, and your skin stops it. So imagine you consume the a particle with beta radiation. It's just it's like if you ate sunlight. If you ate sunlight, and your skin is just stopping the radioactive oh, particles inside your body. So wow. that's why, like, yeah. a lot of it is processed through damage. your thyroid. Oh yeah, and that's why, like, when you have people around uh, radioactive disasters, most of the time they have thyroid cancer, and they take iodine. They take for, iodine for your thyroid. For your thyroid, and then they, but it's pretty apparently pretty treatable. I did a whole research paper yeah, I, on I this stuff. That's so cool. I, Dad and I were listening to like um, UFO stuff over the weekend. <laughs> um, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry for going down but, that tangent. But Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer as a movie, you liked it's it, very good. Uh, be prepared. Code, it is three hours long. Okay, code word back in the day for radiation fallout and taking iodine was like fill your pockets with salt that was like the, so if you hear that expression it's like oh, uh, really? get a handful oh. of salt or fill, yeah they use like a salt control contains iodine mm -hmm. i learned that while watching mm. a podcast where there it was actually real like supposedly alien whatever uh, down in antarctica and they there was this big thing and the you know global cover i don't know what it what it was it was just a real, really interesting older <clears throat> podcast that dad and i were listening to from 2021 no, 2001. 2001. And they were talking about this event that happened down in Antarctica. Is this back in the 40s or whatever? No, 2001. It this was is in back 2000. in 2001. No, it was like happening live. In two what? We were listening to a radio show um, called Coast to Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I used to listen to it at night. You know, that you used to drive. We just don't yeah, radio yeah. driving at night. And they were talking about this incident that occurred and how they were trying to get, like some doctor came off uh, the island, but they really think, or not the island, Antarctica. A couple of them, scientists came out, you know, they went to New Zealand, then they couldn't figure out what hospital they were. They kind of disappeared. They think they had radiation poisoning. And then, the, you know, all these other countries were involved, and they're shipping all this stuff down to Antarctica. Uh, they had, uh, for some reason, it was like there was weird stuff going on, and nobody knew the truth, but then they're like, you know, uh, and, t you know, one of the little missives was fill your pockets with salt. 
indicating that there is some kind of radiation incident around some kind of a alien thing that they had a term for. It was real, I don't know, a, tangent, hard tangent, yeah. but anyhow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Radio, yeah, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. Hard tangent. Um, yeah. So, but the other, the other um, fun movie that you guys saw, lighter notes. Anyways, Barbie. Pink. And yeah, I, I was gonna say, like, are are we gonna talk about Barbie? Because yeah. I feel like no. enough for like an entire podcast. Probably this, this will be the longest one you guys ever do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can keep going. We can keep going. We're just no. Not, okay, why don't so you, why what don't did you, you think? What yeah, did you think of Barbie? Yeah, you first. You, you well, then. I've me yeah you i feel like uh matt was saying earlier he's like i can't wait to rip it apart i think it was i can't wait to see it again i think it was like the best movie mm. i've seen this really? it was just so fun it was like the right. hype and the anticipation and the part the marketing i mean i'm i work in advertising marketing like it was incredible like for months of anticipation the brand deals and sponsorships and creating buzz but then i do feel like the movie lived up to it um the culture and uh, that Barbie is bringing in to like, I don't know, the the world or at least the world in New York is like so fun. Like you'll walk down the street, people will be like, hi, Barbie. And it's just like so fun. Okay, it's so, so girly. Like it's the, like so great. Right. Like, it's, so, it's like a Taylor Swift concert. Like the community aspect. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys can go for it. You would probably be like, I don't like it, but my no, my no, no, no. thing what is it, like it's not really bright. for you. It's not for boys. <laughs> it's bright, colorful. I want to see it because of all the pink. Uh, I'm torn. Uh, you got to see it. It was so fun. Like I've been listening to the soundtrack all week. I'm like everyone was in it. All the Good memes, acting. all the interviews, the acting. Greta Gerwig. I've been a fan of hers for a long time. She's always good. Who is that? She's the director. The oh, director. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is an ad, but it, like it's. I, I, lo I love it, yeah. you know. I don't. I don't know if it's yeah. bad, Dana. Mattel. I uh, the, the movie. The movie picks between whether or not it hates Barbie or likes it. What did you? What did you? Well, think? no, they're self. They're self-critical, right? Because every for a long time, Barbie, like the the thing in the um, you know, the discourse was that Barbie was like creating this bad body image for women, and that's why Bratz dolls and like other dolls came out, and then, I mean. Barbie at Mattel is a company and they're going to do whatever serves themselves financially at the end of the day. So like if like no one wants Barbie to buy movie. like yeah. a body positive Barbie, they're not going to make it until it's proven successful elsewhere first. And then they'll go back. And it's actually really funny because like I, there is like a, a nod to Bratz um, in the movie and Mattel actually sued Bratz uh, back in the early 2000s for copying Barbie's likeness. And then they have that whole scene in the movie where Sasha, who's uh, sorry, I don't want to spoil things, but there's a character named Sasha, and she's named Sasha after the Bratz doll Sasha. And if you look at like all of her friends there, they all have the likeness of the core like Bratz doll friends group. So they kind of have that nod to like, is it you know they're trying to obviously they're trying to rebrand Barbie at this point and make people interested in it again so, because like older generations were more interested in it. My I didn't really grow up with it, you know. Before you before you so do you believe that so this was like a rebranding? Sorry, oh sorry, Danny, my microphone. A rebranding of Barbie? Do you think is that what the purpose of this was, or just no? I mean, well, I think the or? whole point of Mattel backing a movie about Barbie was obviously for them to make money but i think putting uh margot robbie and greta gerwig and everything on it they made like a really great um like you know kind of basic feminist film but it, it was it's it was good like it was fun 
and every and they already broke over half a billion sales worldwide so you know they did <sighs> yeah because it does really look good. set does out look, to do yeah looks Their marketing was really good okay so matt went with a girlfriend right or your right. date, mm-hmm. date go ahead all right well first i want to talk about um i want to talk about identity politics for a second so in world war ii um you know hitler his whole his whole thing that he ran the country on was he was talking about how the German people are superior and that no other um, nation or race should have total control other than Germany. And he convinced a bunch of people in his country to go with this idea to rid the world of certain races, including Jews and hippies and blacks and stuff like that, and it was atrocity. And that's that's a big antithesis in, sorry, I'm saying antithesis. it wrong. Antithesis, antithesis. of uh, identity politics and why it's so wrong and disgusting is that it's it, it pits people against each other. Now, the Barbie movie, for instance, right? This this entire modern feminist idea and what I got from the movie was that women should are just brainwashed into believing they like men, and that their their entire the entire world would be better if women had total control. Now the whole idea of total control in my mind is just dangerous. So there's no equality in that movie. It's not about equality. It's about total control over their own domain. Um, and Jim said it was a parody, but they like a parody of the real world. Yeah, I don't really real see that perspective at all. Um, you know, okay, well, let me spell it out for you. So, you know, <laughs> Ken in the movie um, goes to the patriarchy um, likes the patriarchy, thinks patriarchy is about horses and cars. Oh, um, wow. And then goes and takes over. Well, the yeah, dominant. I feel like we need to give a little description. Yeah, goes and to takes the, over. If you, the... Dan and Darcy haven't yeah, seen so it like, yet. It's okay. The, 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 Ken, the Kens are kind it. of, they're, they're in the Barbie world, it's the opposite as the real world. It's like the women have all the control and the men don't have any control at all. Zero control. And then in the real world, men have all the control and women have zero control, which is bullshit. That's not real at all. Uh, if you want to argue with I me, I mean, on maybe that, now, can, but like, but maybe what well, I'm we saying now, of... well, I'm saying now. So like, well, you want to, you want to lie about what reality is to every woman in America, in the world and say that it's, it's all controlled by men. It's not, it's simply just not right. So the, the thought of Barbie that sorry to interrupt you, but the thought of Barbie is that like, for millions of years, it was run that way. And they're kind of like the it men have like silly jobs like uh ken's job is beach and like other <laughs> ken's jobs are like just doing things and they kind of exist to like be a for fun thing for the barbies who like run the supreme court and are the president and like are uh, nobel prize winners and for a very long time that kind of was true like yes a woman could have you know fought to defy this yeah. you know thing and with an exception have a leadership position and eventually after lots of progress you know there is more uh, equality you know, now but this um, this is i'm not talking about the i think it's of a reach for you to say it's like hitler well I'm you ta- know i'm talking like, about the power dynamic that is being described I'm not but talking this is about a play women, land. Women, like i'm not talking it's about not a real society Listen, hold on barbie land is i understand that but this is the philosophy of the modern feminist movement. The entire movie is a setup for the modern feminist movement. And this is their idea. And this is where they want to go with it. The entire thing is that the men in that movie 
in the Barbie world are basically treated like objects. They're the opposite of of what it is and the, what they depict as the real world. When they take over the government in the Barbie land, because they're mad, because they've been just like women, they're having the same thing done to them that that men did to women. So Matt, you okay, don't so feel like there was any point in time in history where that was true. Did I say that? that no, well, you're saying I'm talking that that's about not power. Tr- I'm talking about power. And I'm talking about. Let me get to my main point here. Okay. I'm talking. About, I'm not talking about whether or not women have been degraded in the past. They definitely have. They definitely have. I think modern age now. I just think that's the point of this movie. Is like it. It just flips it. Like at the start of the movie, it's flipped. At the start of the movie, it's yeah. flipped. But the message is that at the end, the world would be better if women had all the control not whether or not it was equal. Was that not the message at the end of the movie? I mean, at the, so the, I don't, they don't conclude the movie by saying, oh, well, let's take back all the power. They, um, they conclude the movie with a, what defines a woman in the modern era and what defines a, a woman in the modern era is that she has a vagina. So what? I'm going to be honest with no. you. It is. That's what she does. I think you this at a very surface level and you should probably it, watch the movie Surface again. level? But... Who just said I liked it because it was pink? <laughs> no. What do, you, what do you mean? I didn't say I liked it because it was very it was pink. pink. It was very pink and it was very fun. Hey, it was very fun. And listen, I can go all day about all the messages. I like, can't we too. Can I just think a as a feminist, about this. I think my argument is not whether or not men have control my I argument think is the message that, like this one movie didn't have men in power for a you know no for my, this one movie my and this whole this whole barbie world is not it's it's how america ferrera always plays with her barbies it's always not like, I'm, i don't care about the power dynamic i care about the message i care about whether or not it's equal or not it like should it be all a real world it's like america ferrera playing with the dolls like she created this world as an escape because she herself is in a role where she has to report you know to men and it's about how she used to play with the girls and she would give these girls roles of, of power and like right they talk a little bit about how ken like barbie doesn't love ken in this thing she's not in love with them and there's a quick note about how america ferrera who plays like the woman who owns these barbies she never had a ken doll so it like makes sense that her barbie doesn't love ken because in her world like she didn't find it necessary for her Barbie to like have again. Oh, and then yes. in this like Barbie land, I love Ken that. feels like upset that and like I... Barbie doesn't love him. And he unfortunately was created to be like an accessory to Barbie. And it's just like, a, you know, that is a, that is a, a part of the, the Barbie world. Like Mattel didn't really give Ken a fleshed out backstory, but it's right. not really for him. Like it was, it's for the little girls who want right. to, who wanted to be like, Hey, you could be the president one day, maybe theoretically in the world of barbies of play pretend that's interesting could, what impact, you know, be the president yeah what yeah they can and I, I, there's nothing, I, I have no issue with women having power and women have like achieving goals and doing amazing things what i have issue with is the idea that everything would be better if one side had all the control well so at the end they do start to give ken's control because they realize that they're like all right this was a little fucked up like yeah maybe you can start to do things they're like hey could we have a seat on the supreme court and they're like no you're gonna have to work for that we'll give you like a a small lower level court thing and then you maybe you can work your way up eventually Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like a a a, a i feel like a nod 
Well, it's just that's how no, it works in real life. Like, well, it's revenge. I don't think it's, 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 it's not revenge thing. because in their world, it is exactly how it plays out in our world, but just you know, behind the times a little bit. And like, the, the women didn't just start off being on the Supreme Court, like, they had to fight to go to college and then get a lower level thing and then prove their worth, and then eventually did get on the Supreme Court. So now you know, there are women on the Supreme Court. But in this imaginary Barbie world, like there are no men on the Supreme Court because it's it's the Barbie it's world. Barbie. Like it's yeah. it's right. it's magical realism. Um so, can I mediate for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like at the gist, because I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I will. I'll watch it because it's this is interesting. Um sounds like they create this this whole Barbie movie is they they switch the roles of men and women essentially. Right. right. And they let that play out. And and it's it's like that's is that kind of the whole role the whole can i say like a very quick like i won't so essentially barbie is living in this like idealistic world for her like all the women are in control of everything everything is great nothing's bad you wake up every day you say hi to your friends it's like a very simple world and then she's like at a dance party and she starts to think like what would happen um if we all died and she starts having feelings of existential dread which has never existed before in this uh, society (laughs) so they go to visit like a weird barbie who's like a Barbie that's been, you know, that's the Kate McKinnon character who's been played with too hard and now she has like colors all over her face. (laughs) And she's she's ostracized too. And kind of at the end, they're like, yeah, maybe it's fucked up that we called you Weird Barbie to your face and behind your back. Um, But so she goes to Weird Barbie and she's like, hey, why? She, She wakes up the next morning and her feet aren't like perfect arches. They become flat. Sorry to everyone yeah. listening. Wild spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, maybe put a spoiler alert in at the beginning. Um, anyway, so she goes to Weird Barbie and she's like, hey, why are my feet flat? Why am I thinking about dying? Because they can't die in Barbie world. They're not real. And she's like, oh, well, the girl who's playing with you must be like going through some stuff right now. So you have to go to the real world, find the girl who's playing with you, figure out why she's depressed. And then you'll be back to like, not have like she gets cellulite too and she's like oh my god and she's like yeah like we don't want cellulite like we don't want flat feet we don't want uh thoughts of existential dread like we want to live in this perfect little, little utopia world and so they go to the real world and ken's like hey barbie can i come with and she's like i guess fine whatever so ken goes to the real world and he's always existed in kind of like a subservient like not really subservient but just like he's always trying to get barbie's attention and she doesn't really have the time of day ken's for him. A simp. And yeah yeah, well, yeah and yeah. so he goes there and he goes on a walk and he like everyone treats him like they've never treated him before everyone's like nice to him like whatever like they're they're just because you know he's a man he's like hey can i get a job here and they're like you know it's it's a that is kind of like a, a parody a little bit or like a blown up situation but then he's like man this is how the real world should be like it's not fair that we have not had the men have not had any control so then he goes back to barbie world before um margot robbie's barbie does while she's still trying to figure out what's going on with like the girl who's playing with her um he goes back and he tells all the other kens about patriarchy and how it's like really cool and it has eagles and horses and, and they get all the power for little girls it's, by the it's way not, i don't this think it is, so is for it was marketed for to it was adults who, it was totally marketed to, to the moms and the, can, and the daughters and you can too. bring your kid because there's no like swearing or anything but it it is a not a child movie i mean it's it could like a kid could watch it but whatever um i'd say it was marketed to adults but um anyway so then they they have the whole idea of patriarchy and um they kind of run with it and then 
uh, everything changes. Like they change the Barbie. Everyone lives in like a Barbie. All the Barbies live in like a Barbie dream house. And like, we don't really know where the Kens live. Um, and then the Kens come back. They're like, we're going to take all the Barbie dream houses. We're going to call them our Moja Doja Casa house or, you know, whatever. And they're, they're like, um, obviously overcompensating for the fact that they have not been treated equally in the attorney um, that they've lived in. And they're like, we're going to, you know, change everything. And they kind of, like, they, the Barbies get like a little brainwashed by it and they all take on a more traditional subservient role where they're like, I'm a cocktail waitress now. And they're like, but you're our president. What are you doing serving cocktails? Um, and that's like, you know, illustrative. Anyway, Margot Robbie's Barbie comes back to Barbie world with her players, who's America Ferrer and her daughter, Sasha, who's like the Bratz doll uh, nod. And then um, they're like, what the heck happened in the two days that we were gone? And then they kind of try to get out of that situation and get things back to how they would be. But I'd say they resolved on realizing that no one was right. And um, it's left open-ended, but I'd say maybe a lot, a lot of the like, unresolved feelings are that Ken doesn't really get like a resolved ending and I was I was talking to my friends about this and sorry for taking over this whole conversation no, but no you're good I was like it's weird because I I thought I was like yeah it kind of sucks that Ken didn't really get a resolved ending and she's like you know every other movie women don't get a resolved ending like every Mission Impossible movie they're like right. just go on your own and they don't really give them like a cute little tied up ending and she's like there are so many normal movies that don't pass the Bechdel test where if you don't know what that is, that's a, a test that was created kind of as a joke. Oh, yeah, where it's, I know are there about. two women yeah. on screen talking to each other about anything other than a man for any point? And there are like several movies that don't pass it. And that could be like a woman going to a restaurant being like, Hey, do you have a table? And they're like, yeah, we have a table. Like that would pass the Bechdel test. Um, and there are a lot of movies that just don't pass it. And I'm like, well, it's, I've, I've always thought like, I'm like, Oh, it feels so, it's so shitty that Ken didn't get like a nice result. And then like, I was like, maybe they could have given him a job. He loves horses. Like maybe they could have given him a job on horse farm, or maybe he could have like found some sort of meaning and purpose in life. She's like, well, it, it wasn't about that. Like this one, this one movie was just about Barbie. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And they're making a sequel already because, you know, this was successful. So yeah, maybe it did we'll make see a lot. more. It did make a lot right. of money, but it has been. That's what, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just kind of, I, I get that. I get what you're talking about. I just feel like it was like the entire movie was an expose to like revenge on men for, yeah. you for did, doing things to women. Why? I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? Movie, they did the same thing. They did the same thing that men did to women. It's like a, a while thought. Ago in the movie. It's a like, thought experiment, right? Is it stated it's as an a thought experiment? Movie. Well, it's no, not I mean, stated I, as a thought experiment. Like, let me, let me go back to mediating this for a second. So, yeah, it sounds like it yeah. is. It is like an allegory. They swap the roles of, of men and women, and they see what happens, um, which is an interesting experiment. I think that that's kind of the point of the movie. It seems like. And, and and some other Barbie themes, but that's a mm -hmm. main theme of the movie. Uh, and then it, I guess it really does depend on how the movie ends and what is the note. Because, yeah, what is the conclusion? Because you have this experiment and then what's the conclusion? So, like, if the conclusion really is, yeah, the world should be better if it was run by women, I could see why Matt would find that offensive and I'd, I'd probably find it offensive too because yeah, I, I don't it's... personally think that's the ending like I, th I feel like you guys should see it and well, I'm gonna maybe watch we'll it. do it I'm gonna watch too. it yeah, yeah. I 100% I that was the impression I got was that after demeaning these guys and like they get angry enough to where they take over something 
their immediate reaction to when it's all like, resolved is that you have think to, about how know. angry you are right now at the thought that men don't run the world like it's just not, at that I, thought no, no, like no, you're so mad about hey, it. Do you not, Dana, that's not why i'm mad what i'm mad is there's no <laughs> compassion and there's no there's like no said, empathy. There's so often no compassion there is empathy dana, dana if it was like, all it, if women when the women got the power they deserved in american history the people who gave it to them were the men yeah, which is they so had like, compassion so and like, love for the for the women that they dated and were married. They to didn't. Their they wives. didn't give the women power because they felt compassion. Like that I don't is a think lie. So. Like if that is an absolute lie, I don't think anyone was like this woman, my wife, deserves a leadership power without proving it. it. You know, I will argue that women have to work a lot harder to get to the same point. Maybe not so much anymore, but like think of all the the women in who like. I, I think you're just never going to understand it because you don't experience it. Like, it's not like a lived experience that you yourself I, have. I have. I have definitely experienced yeah. the matriarchy. Okay? I was fired because of the matriarchy. <laughs> it it, so it is a weird time, like, I will say. Listen, I, I am just not a fan of things that are portrayed being totally controlled by one party. Right and and no empathy and, and no love because women or men women or men because it's identity politics Dana and the end goal to identity politics is genocide and death. Well, I so in, in a very and it, this it, is I feel like we're going a little extreme with it this. Does, <laughs> it does. So so my thoughts are it sounds so if the it really depends on like the ending and what the what the takeaway is. If the ending takeaway really is, you know, like oh, like I, we're gonna make it. We're just gonna make see how you feel as a guy when all the women are in yeah. power. No, if that's, it's not. If that's, it's not about that at all. I know, but if that's like, how they end the movie, if that's if that's how they end the movie, then in in an, in a, it's, essentially you're saying that instead of instead of bringing everyone together, you're saying that okay, we need to make it even. Yes. We need to make it even that instead is, of instead of making it equal. Right. Yes, that is that is the issue that I had with the entire movie was that I don't care that they did the same thing to the men. I don't. What I care about is the resolution was like, we, we are doing this to you because you did it to us. Oh, revenge. No, they're yeah. not. That's not, they don't say because you did it to us. They In don't this have world, to. It's called women symbolism. Have, yeah, sure. But so like at the end, not everyone is equal, but they start to make progress and they start to realize that they have not been treating everyone super fairly um you know barbie hasn't been giving ken the time of day i'm like she's like you know maybe you need to go out and like experience your own like they like kind of nod to like yeah we'll start to give men like a position of power and no it's not equal but it, it does show that how long it takes for progress to be made like they're like no one like it's still like it's still in this day is not 100 percent equal in everything you can say there are some companies where there are more women in power than men and there are some companies where there are more men in power than women but like in general like it that equality is getting there but it's no one woke up one day and went all right let's give let's do 50 50 all women are making right. exactly the same amount as men all men all women are in power because all these men are like wait i have this job i worked hard for this job i don't want to just give this job up to a woman just because i you know just because it's not equal um and it's that's kind of the same thing where they're like all right well we're already in these 
and that's not field, that's not yeah. a big thing because we're also skipping the entire like there's an entire plot and i'd say most of the plot is about self-esteem of women where like the whole the the way that they like snap the barbies out of their trance is by explaining that the world isn't perfect and like the women have you know so many things on their thought and there's a part where like margot robbie's crying and helen mirren the narrator comes over and Margot Robbie's like, I'm not perfect. I'm not smart. I'm not a leadership Barbie. I'm not a philosophist Barbie. I'm just, she's classic Barbie. Like she's original Barbie. So her whole thing is that she's beautiful, but she doesn't like have a job. She's not like astronaut Barbie or teacher Barbie or Nobel laureate Barbie. Every Barbie has their own, you know, it's like the real life. Like they're all real Barbies that came out. Um, right. And she's like, I'm not smart enough to be interesting. Like, and that now that I'm not pretty enough, I have no value. And that's like a really interesting, like, Thought yeah, to take can, and then America yeah. Ferrer has her whole speech. Um, I can see why that would hit up very so, hard I mean, for a lot of women. Mm -hmm. So it's, God, God I this that. is. I thought it was going to be a rom comp. No, I thought it was going to be a lot <laughs> more lighthearted. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot more lighthearted. Nice. I thought it was going to be funny and goofy, but it was just intense. like intense. Very intense. I never thought it was going to be a light movie, to you be didn't? honest. But I think I've been following the marketing yeah, very closely because I'm so interested in marketing. Also, they kept it really close to the heart with no spoilers until the movie came out, which I really appreciated. They just come out like I don't even you don't even know like who's a person or who's a Ken doll but really. I do feel it's fair to say that men and women get something different out of this movie for sure because oh, I, yeah. know, I know I oh, know yeah. being a young man and having to face other other challenges that maybe other young men haven't you know men in other eras haven't faced either. Yeah, I mean... um, he had some he's had some crazy experiences. Um, mm -hmm. that would be considered like if he was a woman in the same position, he would take it to HR and HR would listen and HR. Uh, run by women in your particular company that you were with, uh, double down. Um, yeah, and I don't and, know and so, what that situation is like. Yeah, so he just he so. he didn't mind the. I don't think it was so much the. I don't think it was so much the message as the way you came back and you're like, you know, there was no, no empathy, and no, it, it wasn't I, kind. I get it, it wasn't kind, and to have a big movie that projects itself as one thing to really double down on a message that mm. is a little more divisive. Because mm. even even some of the exit polls um, I've been reading, or exit, uh, you know, some of the, you know, uh, I think uh, Rolling Stone magazine said it's the most divisive blockbuster ever. Oh, yeah, just, and I mean, it's just a I giant, think it's valid it's to just, not like a movie. Like, and that's totally yeah, fair. And or I, to I go agree out with of a movie and be like, it was just okay, you I, know? I, yeah, and I agree with Matt. Like, it's, I think it's, it's I think people are like, tired of, like, we have to get along, like, like, I yeah, think I'm the just, beauty of life is is learning how to get along and and being and not being the same, being opposite. Why like, do we we always do this thing where like we're always like, oh, you have no idea what it's like to be a woman. And we're like, well, you have no idea what it's like to be a man. And we, we try to do this. Will. We try to butt heads and compare. Right, you never and it's, will. And mm -hmm. it is it's it's such you a are, stupid right. game to play. It's but, such a yeah, stupid, ridiculous. I agree. And even though, oh, you can like as a as a, I hear this all the time where it's like, a, you know. Girls will say, "Oh, you guys have it so easy." It's like, yeah, well, you know what? Like, oh, no. men. The reason men's life expectancy is less than yeah, a woman's life expectancy is because we kill ourselves more. Mm -hmm. We go die in wars more. We have a you way hard. There's chemicals? a huge mental crisis right. for uh, men. I, I think, yeah. and I think that this, that like no one right. gives a shit about. And I, and I want to speak to this right now because I do feel like right now it's critical level with men. I mean, my my you know, my I had a brother that well, yeah, suicide, I have actually know? not not. Not terrible sorry no no I, no i didn't mean that you were featuring that part oh my but, gosh but no no because i think i think when men don't have a feeling of uh, anybody women or men don't feel that they have a place in society they lose their identity and i think it's and if you really try to 
you know, I'm going to go back to like more of the Eastern philosophies, medicate meditation, more Christian thinking, um, mm -hmm. is like, you are child of God. You are who you are. You are how God made you or how, you know, you are here and you are here to experience something wonderful and you're going to have struggles. Everybody has struggles yeah. here and you, you are not who you are, like who you become eventually if you don't struggle with something. Um, yeah. pitting, pitting human, you know, humans against humans through a doll. I mean, I love Barbie. I, I love the pink. I love the femininity of it. Um, I was so excited when I got a Malibu Ken. It was like yeah. Barbie could go on dates. They had a, right. I had a ski chalet. I mean, it was just wonderful. My Ken doll was a great guy. Um, yeah, I think you should and see I appreciated them. Yeah. it. I really and, think and you should I, see the movie. Yeah, like, and, I and think I just, you'd get a lot out of I it. Think that, no, I think that it. women and men need to be appreciated for who they are and for who they are individually. Because I see it from, as a mother of sons, my kids have been, you know, it is interesting because I'm sure like uh, mothers of daughters have a different view um but mothers of sons like my kids struggle boys struggle with things and they're real yeah. real things and so i feel like um you know well, when, no, matt, I... when matt was so upset with this movie i'm like why i have not seen it yet i don't know if i will see it because i don't think i, I don't think i will see it um just because I... I mean i think you should see it if you're gonna make an opinion over whether you like it or not oh i'm not making an opinion over well, like it or not i'm making an opinion over I'm making an opinion over mental like, health know, in Matt, America and, and just. I like, think Matt has a personal reason why he, he doesn't does. like it, which he, is super valid. It really is super valid. Yeah, and I do want to say on the, uh, on the thing with like women, with women versus men and like mental health issues, a lot of women are really encouraged to talk about their feelings a lot and be okay with like not feeling okay. And a lot of men are encouraged to repress those feelings, 100%. which is, you know, not okay. And that, and like the coming in touch with like your feelings and making that being like inherently like less masculine. Some people think that is really toxic and really terrible. Right. Um, and so that could, could really help with like uh, a lot of women will be like, Hey, how are you doing? Are you a little sad? Like, let's talk through it. And I think a lot of men just don't have that support system or it's like a little harder to find that support system. So I, I definitely agree with you that it can be like very challenging. So Okay. This is this is something that doesn't ever. I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about this because you just brought up a really interesting point. Yeah, like like I've heard people say what you just said, Dana. Where it's like, yeah, and I totally agree with what you just said. Like men are encouraged to talk about their feelings as much as women are, but there's this concept of stoicism, and mm. and I think it's innate. Yeah, I, we're every man familiar I, with yes. stoicism. No, literally yeah. the the sto the definition of stoicism is the endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings, without complaint. That is a mm. core. It's almost like a core male um, thing. man. Th it is very, well, yeah. it, and it does serve core, a purpose. But it's also like, I grew up that way too. I grew up like, you know, um, I challenged myself with some very physically hard things. And especially if you're in sports, um, you know, like trying to have that mindset of, um, you know, life is going to be hard. You're going to do some hard work and, and try not to complain about it and, and do it. You know, like I kind of, you know, but, but I'm a woman too. And I tr cry at the drop of a hat when I see like a really touching, I cry at more touching things. You know, what I, So, I mean, mm, that's yeah. a part of me that I can't stop. Like, it's funny and the older I get, but it is true. Men, um, men do the, like in our family, you know, and I make fun of this, but men, um, do the things I don't want to do. They do the hard work. They, they change the toilet. They take the uh -huh. toilets. They, you know, they're out on the, on the roof cleaning the gutters. They're doing the dangerous things. Um, and I do feel that thank God for them. 
that I don't have to do that. And I know there's, <laughs> there's single, single women, single mothers out there that have to do these hard things too, but mm -hmm. I appreciate that they don't give it, they don't give a second thought to it. Like, you know, um, just all the things that you guys do, like they change their brakes, they'll fix my car. They'll, um, they just want to do these things uh, that I don't want to do. And I think that there's a place obviously for all of us in society that we all have, we all bring different things to the table, different qualities. It's not that we're one's better than the other. We're just, right. I'm just going to come out and say it. we're different. I think differently. Um, but my thinking and the way I'm, you know, have that compassion for whatever, yeah. um, I'm a nurturer, you know, my husband love him, you know, uncle John love him. He, he loves his boys, but he's, he's a nurturer in his own way, but, do you, do you know what I mean? We, we play different roles in society and mm -hmm. I, I feel that, yeah, women can do anything they want to. And I feel sorry for women who've never been heard that because I heard that all my life. My dad always told me you can do whatever yeah. you want to do. Yep. Just as my boys can do whatever they want to do. And just as you can, Dana and, and your sister. Yeah. And I feel and like so, some so women back to never, the Barbie movie too. I think that is, that. that is like part of the end too, because there's like an end part where they're like, why isn't there a normal Barbie? Like, why isn't there a mom Barbie? Why isn't there someone who's just trying to do their best Barbie? Like, there are all these Barbies who have, like, their super, like, high-powered jobs, but there isn't really one that's, like, more normal. And that, they kind of talk about that, and they're like, all right, like, you know, like, maybe, like, that could be something that they do in the future. Also, they bring in the whole corporate offices, Mattel. I, I just think there's, like, so much yeah. in it. No, like, it sounds you, like you it's way too complicated. It, like, I, I have not seen it, and I, sh I can't see it. It's not, it's, it's, know? It's definitely not like a, like kids could see it, but it's not a movie it's that's way, made for kids. It's not yeah, they wouldn't, understand. For they wouldn't yeah. understand what's going on. There's a lot of symbolism and there's a lot of like, yeah. like but I don't know. Kids under, would be like, yay, Barbie, yay. And but, it brings, hey. but it's a good conversation starter, obviously, because you, yeah. did, Matt came away just, with such a different take than you did. And I, I see the women empowerment stuff and I get it. I get that women empowerment stuff. It's good. It's good for women to know that they're not perfect and i've always griped on that because i've always like i have a huge thing with like makeup on women and i'm like i'm like i, I don't see the purpose of it i feel like it's kind of like mm. vain i feel like you don't need it to be like beautiful like it's that, just, and I think, yeah, it's, that's it's annoying thing. and like i i the, the thing i took away from that movie is not the fact that like that i don't have power i don't have control it's the fact that there's no compassion for for men there's no compassion for like there's compassion for women, but it is all geared towards how bad men have treated women, wow. which is just not true. I mean, I in certain aspects. Well, you say, like, yeah, it's not everybody's experience. Not everybody's experience. It's like it's like a surface level blanket statement that all men will treat you like shit no matter where you go in society, and that's just not true. That'd be a very sad. Story. I think you're taking this. You're like interpreting it in that way, but it's not spelled out that way in the movie. Like, there's no part of the movie where they're like we made a utopia where women rule because we're so mad that men have always ruled. Like there are parts of it that are like magical and parody and ironic. Um, and you could, you can definitely come away from that movie being pissed off that the men aren't equal in the movie, but that's a good feeling to feel like, that's the feeling you want to feel like you want to feel like pissed off. Like, wow. Because there are, there are not all, but there have been women who have felt yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. And like, and you're experiencing something that, isn't fair and you're like wow this isn't fair and that's like kind of a, a good feeling to get coming out yeah, of that movie being I like i don't need this a, I don't need a movie to to understand what it feels like for things to be unfair 
Okay. So that's just right. it's it's a movie right. for everyone to watch. Like maybe right. you didn't need to watch it then. Okay. Right, let's, 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 all right, we're anyway. gonna give a rating. Okay, so we're gonna end here. We we both everybody was seven <laughs> yeah, out there. Uh, Dana, how yeah. do you rate the Barbie mm. movie for? for I mean, first? no, I loved it. I already out of five stars. out of ten. Give it out of ten. Yeah, out of ten. Ten out of ten. Wow, Matthew. I think there are interesting things, but I love it. And okay, the, so the reason I say well, it is the movie is kind of like written like pretty shitty. There's a lot of like references to random shit in there that's like, like there's a build a wall reference in there. Bad writing. There's like a Trump reference in there. There's like, there's like some, there's a, oh yeah, the beginning scene is a reference to 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, what a riot. So it's, it's, it's just a weird movie. A bad I don't know. I mean, the movie looks like it was like marketed towards little like like little girls and their moms why is there a 2001 space odyssey <laughs> reference in the beginning i argue that it was never marketed to little kids like it was always marketed oh but I mean, maybe question. not maybe you thought it was a kid's movie because it's it, a barbie movie isn't it inherently marketed to little kids yeah, when see, it's about something little, that's marketed to little kids yeah once about a child story yeah, i mean but you could take nostalgia. that anyway that, and say that like every animated movie is a kid's movie because it's an animated movie no you know no, no. that's a different point no no uh well you're saying that this movie is a kids movie because barbie is the main character yeah but not all animated movies are, are for kids yeah, there's, there's some animated adult movies. There's animated kids. adult you cartoons. Know. There's a lot of animated things that are not for kids. <laughs> like so this is about so maybe a, not, not this style. is about a this is about a child's toy that's been a child's toy for seventy years, and then they made a movie about it. So the fact that it has to be marketed to kids. This movie. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but there's a lot of adult but it's things, not themes in it. Marketed to children, like when they choose the um, when you think about marketing, when they choose the vehicles that they're marketing on, they're not airing this ad. Well, maybe they are, but they're not exclusively airing this ad on like Nickelodeon. They're putting this on, you know, things that adults watch. Like they're right, right. making a Zara collection. They're not making a Gap Kids collection. They're making like um, collaborations with adult brands. Oh my god! But they also did. It, Okay, but they also didn't really need to market it to Think children. Think of the money either. this movie is making. Do you, would you agree that? Yeah. They didn't need to actually give it, serve ads to children for this because but they already you, um, wanted to see it because it's Barbie. If you follow like movie marketing cycles, like if you go to a kid's movie, you'll see trailers for other kids' movies. And if you go to like an adult movie, you will see trailers for like other adult movies. And yeah. like just by like simple, like stuff like that. Like, like yes, but kids. From a business perspective, why spend money where you don't need to spend it? That's what I'm saying. Oh, they're making so much money. Why spend so money advertising money. it to kids when kids already want to see it? No, I saw a lot of kids. Going I don't know. That's just a thought. Yeah, sure. And like kids yeah. do see it and they wanted to make, they, you know, it is kind of funny and interesting that like, I was talking to my friends about this, like it came out the same day as Oppenheimer and it surpassed Oppenheimer in sales. And I was like, it kind of is funny how Barbie's trying so hard to market and Oppenheimer is not really doing anything because they don't really need to do that much. Um, Cause people will just see it because of the, Christopher Nolan and because of the cast and because of the subject matter it's like less uh well, no, people need to see it and I think there. they tried really hard back up there uh -huh. because they did market Oppenheimer my kids all knew about it yeah, they the did. day before it was coming out because like, I can't but wait not to, see to the extent that they no they, they did they didn't, they, no like yeah. that's what I, I mean will, like will, like I the will. whole like Agreed. the whole like see Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day thing I think was a tactic because most of the success of a movie is based on opening night and opening weekend sales so if people are thinking like a girl from boy boyfriend pair is like hey what movie should we see tonight and they're like hey let's see oppenheimer it seems like a safer bet we'll probably like that movie then oppenheimer will be maybe 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 not but like 
initially deemed a more successful movie. So they're like, hey, see both, you know, like go to oh, both Barbie strategy. and Oppenheimer on the same night. So that like everyone who tickets. is going to see Oppenheimer anyway is also going to see Barbie. Well, we, and some people only saw one or, you know, whatever. We saw Mission Impossible 12 on that same night. <laughs> and we loved it. I haven't it. seen that yet. All <laughs> I've seen popcorn. Barbie. Yeah, I want to see that. We couldn't, we couldn't get into good. Oppenheimer, Uncle John, and no no uh, interest in seeing Barbie. Uh, oh, I heard, like, they're... they're the Oppenheimer sold out through like the whole run in yeah. some of the places that it's running. It's yeah, crazy. it did. We saw... When we were trying to get tickets, it was like the theaters were sold out like yeah, every showtime. We couldn't get tickets. but we couldn't um, get tickets. Going yeah, was... to the theater was cute because it, it gave me flashbacks of the Taylor Swift cost concert and it was okay. adorable. All these girls, mm-hmm. all these young girls were coming in groups. Hey, can, and... we, can we wrap up? Um, we're going to wrap up. I won't break. Yeah, sorry. Um, this one is last, long. Yeah, one Literally last Literally break it into two. <laughs> Wait, so we're all we're good though. That was a yeah, pretty heated yeah, discussion. Yeah, a, you, you guys are good. No, no, I'm good. I'm not mad here. I get where she's coming from. I've had it like in like, I don't think we're necessarily like I, I fully understand everything why a woman would like this movie. I really do. I yeah, think, and like, I'm like, I, I agree know. to disagree. Like we always like I'm not I'm not mad at Matt. Yeah, Matt hopefully is not mad that's at me. That's good. That's um, good. That's... Everyone listening, this is just how we talk to mm-hmm. each other. It, right. It's good that you can have really because a lot of people can't even do this. Like have a very different mm-hmm. opinion on something and be able to talk about it and that's yeah, also really I good i think it's so. super yeah. important because we're never yeah i, I give you guys both a 10 out of 10 for that i know Thank yay you. I 10 it. out of 10 um and then the last yeah. question dana before we go off uh chuck off with you um what about being our pod manager like what do you have oh what, yeah what feedback do you have for us like we keep trying well, to i don't know if you. i'll be asked back keep, after this keep, uh, no no <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no it was it was amazing this is an amazing talk and i love I love that we can always talk like this. That's like one of our, our, I think our gifts as a family is like we can have these mm-hmm. awesome arguments, not arguments, but discussions. Yeah. Still yeah. love each other in the end. We're pretty fast to forget too. Oh yeah, we're not, yeah. We, we don't hold grudges. Yeah. We're not, we're not anything It's too like dramatic. I, I could just be like, oh man, me and Matt, never seen him again. He didn't like the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm going to um, anyway. not going to talk to my cousin again because I saw this <laughs> shitty movie. Oh, because <laughs> um, yeah, like, we just have fundamental life differences. Um, I'll see when it no, comes. No, so uh, well, I mean, not every girl. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it. Not what did you say? Not every girl. I said, not every girl liked. It. I mean, the women at my gym didn't like it. Really? Yeah, they're yeah. One of the coaches movie. didn't like it. Like okay, she's so like, I didn't like it. And then wait, wait really? What? Yeah, you thought Deidre? Oh, yeah. De- Deidre was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't really. She's like, I didn't really That's like it. So it seems a little too deep for something I'm looking for to unwind. Like if I'm going to see Barbie, well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'll, well, watch, I'll, I'll watch it. Sometime. I would also say that like you don't have to go as deep as I went. Okay, because you went pretty like, deep. You could I just like, wow, watch. Dana. I think a lot of people just watch the movie. But like I took feminist classes in college. I'm My job is marketing and advertising. Like I'm so, I was just so interested and intrigued. Yeah, no, and that's a very, down the rabbit no, hole. No, but that's a great perspective because I think a lot of people want to hear your perspective and it is very interesting to think of you know, I didn't get that And there are things you pick up after. Like, I've also watched a lot of analyses, and, like, oh, cool. I will probably want to watch it again. And, like, the whole, like, Bradstall thing, like, I did not pick up on the first go-around. Um, 
anyway. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so uh, back, um, back, back to the podcast to, manager. Back to the podcast. Yeah, what, do you think, what do you think we're doing well? What do you think we need improvement on? And don't say. Do you think we're going to well, get like, canceled? Do you think? Yeah. Do we think? I, think, think, I think I will personally get canceled for today. No, I think we'll all get canceled. Um, I'll cancel <laughs> you guys. We always say that. Nobody's nobody's listening enough to get canceled. So. I'm like, hopefully, we're no safe. one listens to this. But we're if safe. we do want me to not be fired in my podcast job, I would want people to listen to it. I mean, I love listening to the podcast because I feel like I'm like. I miss hanging out with you guys. Like I live out here in New York. I don't get as much family Aww. time. So I'm like, when I listen, I'm like, oh, it's like coffee time. Um, and I hope that's what like, that's really other all listeners get maybe yeah. feeling like part of the family or the friend group. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, I think, because um, uh, when we try to focus on like, what is it that we bring to the table? Like it's a mother and then my son's. We all have different opinions. We're, too, we're yeah. different people, we're, but we have fun. We're we also fun. still trying to figure out what the target demographic is. I have a readership. <laughs> yeah. I love I don't my readers. No I, love, I don't know if my readers well, are love the way my sons and I talk. I don't know, you know? Sometimes in marketing, you just throw stuff out there, and then you see what the target demographic is based on who's actually watching it, and then you, we can start, you know, adjusting you the content. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I, well, and, uh, like, I think I think um, we learned very quickly that we are the only mother-son comedy slash entertainment mm -hmm. podcast out there so mm -hmm. give, give us a big hand for we that we cornered the market in the mother's son because comedy. i don't think any other yeah. sons could put up with their mother mom said that to me she goes up to me and she goes dan we just cornered the market in mother son comedy podcast and <laughs> i just started laughing did, that's the funniest thing ever. how, did, you, how <laughs> did that make you feel so dana so if we had a tagline what would it be cornering the market oh god um, yeah, I think that's it. Like, how do we promote ourselves? Mother boy, like the number one mother son podcast in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he it's technically true. Yeah, so yeah. It is technically true. Is it, is it number one though? Um, no. Number one mother son podcast of a cozy mystery what? writer, Dorothy Darcy Hannah. Um, no, so my roommate was asking me, like, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to be on this podcast today. And he's like, what's it? A, what is it? And I was like, it's just lifestyle. And he's like, okay. <laughs> cool. Well, that's what we love to they have. They keep like... telling my friends to listen and they're like, yeah, we will. And then they don't. Yeah, so I'm like, maybe they shouldn't after this episode. Yeah, no, they're going yeah. to. They're going to. Yeah, I'll make them all mad. They'll be like, oh, that guy hates women. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. They'll be like, how can you even be a part of this family? And I'm like, it just, you know, they make me mac and cheese. So. Oh my With God. chicken stuff. With chicken stuff. I'm sorry. That was my <laughs> chicken I'll, put, I'll put that recipe in one of my novels next because it is a great mac and cheese it is really oh my good. can you make it like chicken stock optional but what but then other, otherwise it would be milk right other other yeah, milk, we don't want, yeah. we don't want water like you're making a roux for this delicious i don't know to be honest i just make the craft stuff but um, oh dana god powdered, powdered. oh my gosh all right we should wrap this up we just right, had two hours yeah, so, it was nice. so it we're was gonna have you, we're gonna consult you guys uh we're gonna consult you you guys you i'm sorry you guys dana keep giving us feedback because mm -hmm. your feedback is good i know the boys have tried to fire you Mm. Um, I, I know Matt's I, the I harshest agree. of all. Matt is harsh. Matt, well, Matt is the, he's Matt was going to bring me up an elevator, press every button and then fire me slowly. <laughs> <laughs> fire you as the, I have to hit a point as the level goes up. Like That's you're awesome. late for work every day. Next floor. But but like, it's so you never funny. Showed up. You never oh, showed I also up. never got invited. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, and it's it is. I mean, it's just such, such a running yeah. Yeah. joke and stuff. But um, oh, another point about the podcast, Dan, uh, Matt, yeah, Jim, my, my other son, Jim, um, he was like. Or recommend another podcast like this because he listened to it and he goes, I recommended it and it has no recommendations. <laughs> so maybe we're not doing something right. Like there's nothing else out there that's similar to what we're doing. 
Yeah, right. Mean, yeah, maybe. I don't so, know. so these That's are the point, though. Contemplate, Dana. Contemplate this, um, and help us help us push it out. That's all we're. And then we, co- well, we come. Well, there's give like... us uh, reviews. You know, come on back. Exactly. Yeah, I'll I'll take a listen. I'll take a look. Um, Dana on the street. It's all story time, you know. Dana on the street. See, once I find my tiny microphone, then we can do Dana on the street. But oh my you're gonna have you to say a lot yet. more ridiculous shit than just, "Hey, what do you do for work?" <laughs> Can I see your apartment now? Hey, can I see your driver's <laughs> license? Go up and ask people zippers or buttons. Yeah, yeah zippers oh, or buttons. Well, well, Matthew can give you some clues on that because Matt, Matt, Matt's role in the family is kind of an you're, you're yeah. humorous and, and a little bit of an antagonist. I mean, you're fun. You're, like, you would gotta... you um, would you punch that cop in the face for fifty bucks? Oh my god! <laughs> Don't do that, Dana. Don't. All right, all right, all let's right. wrap it up. All right, it was so great was to nice see you. Great to you talk to you today uh, on this beautiful Sunday. All so right. uh, take care. Have fun in New York. Love ya. Bye. 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 Hey, this is Dan. Hey, this is Matt. Hey, if you like this podcast, please consider liking and subscribing. As well as sharing it with your friends and family. Also, if you're interested in Darcy Hanna's books, you can check them out on Amazon or DarcyHanna.com. Anyway, thank you for your time and your listen. Have a great day. Yeah, have a good one. Bye.